well, this is wrong rocket. <laughs> and then one of you. Who are you? I'm Narrative Mike. You are. What about the other guy? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Chris with Deeply Dapper. You're just, I think. You're just your Deeply format. Dapper. Screw your format, wrong robot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have Not a even... cool code name like you guys. Who's wrong robot? <laughs> and also, you I... do. You're My both, cool code you're both, name is just you're, Chris. You're Dapper. You're Deeply you're dapper. dapper. I know. Oh, I am Deeply Dapper. <laughs> you, you could be born again, My, You could be born again, Chris, if you want. Remember those days? <laughs> back in, in the day? I don't believe in religion. <laughs> Alright, well, okay, here we go. Release the... Kraken! Hey, we've got more than one person on here besides the other person. This is exciting. I'm not sure that sentence was grammatical. <laughs> it, was, it was accurate. <laughs> Narrative Mike and Deeply Dapper, who's that's your code name. So, oh, uh, sweet. Your, your sweet it's not cyberpunk. That's a very good code name. <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 hacker name. At least yours doesn't have your name in it. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Actually, you're technically a narrative microphone. That's how I've been writing it this whole time. That's, no, no, no. It's it's MIC. I, I tried to yeah, go with that, yeah, but yeah. but I mean, <laughs> it's like your code name is just your name, but spelled slightly differently. Right. Every time, right. every time no, you walk up, phonetically identical. Yeah, exactly. Every, every time you don't show up to record, you're dropping the mic. You see what I did there? I got you. I got oh, you. those crickets. Those That's crickets. only if you cut so, me off, right? Yeah. Oh, no, I've never, ever. <laughs> so, uh, fellas, I have a question. So, um, I would like to know if you're sucking any monkeys tonight. Keep it clean. Chris, are you sucking a monkey? I am. It's a, it's a strange choice, however. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm having uh wassail with brandy in it. Nice. Why is that, nice. Why is that, why is that strange? Uh, I don't know. You Isn't that what you put in wassail, usually? Yes, it huh? is. But you always make fun of me when I have wassail. Ah, okay. It's because it doesn't exist. That's why. This is some quality E&J brandy that expired in 2018. <laughs> oh, that's like the stuff you get, you get from mom's can, house and you bring it with you. And it's never... Can brandy expire? Does it just become well, more potent? According to the date on the back of this, it can. I don't know. Um, the, amusingly, this is... You're you're half right there, Tom, because Devin brought me this brandy when he moved to Arizona. It was like <laughs> I found this on my shelf. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that a no one buys brandy, but if they do, they don't buy E and J brandy. No one's ever bought that. It just manifested <laughs> like a like a totem of some kind. And then second of all, I think if it's old enough, it becomes a lozenge, right? It was somehow so, the, the opposite of a beam there. of light, and then it appeared. <laughs> it, it all the water of every time it just condenses down into a Werther's original. I think it does. That's what that I was thinking. Why of. In my fact, grandma liked those so much. In fact, uh, I, I'm 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 quite confident that that's the uh, very under-explained god jewel in Wonder Woman eighty four. Might just be an, an extremely <laughs> just desiccated E and J brandy. <laughs> Hickory Farms remembers. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, fellas, always, um, always Mike, ominous. What you, yes. What do you? What do you? What do you? You're having sheer wine? So, right. So I am I am turning over a new leaf, and uh-huh. I have a drink on the last day of the month. One, 
and that's it. So yeah, I'm having I'm having a thing for my childhood. Cheer wine, because cherry things should taste great. Are you are you just are you just drinking things that have the words beer or wine in them now instead of actual beer and wine? Uh, possibly, but I can't have ginger beer because ginger beer. <laughs> makes my it does the opposite thing where everyone's like oh it calms my stomach it's like ginger beer is like i want to vomit after i just drink like kids. punching you in the uvula yeah. it's it's like <laughs> you might as well just you might as well just like give me a swift kick to the stomach because it's gonna have the same effect <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by ginger beer. ginger ale <laughs> <laughs> when you need a All swift right. kick to the stomach seven up <laughs> there you go so all right, so you're down to one singular serving yeah. of an alcoholic beverage on the last day of the month. Yep. All right, and so yeah. is it an Everclear? Everclear and like one of those Arrowhead bottles? Is that what you're doing? Or no, no. The last one, the last one was a glass of Petit Petit, a Petit oh, okay. Syrah. It has okay, elephants on the bottle. It's adorable. Oh, oh okay. It's a very no. good. It's a very good uh, Petit Syrah. All right. And so have you noticed any changes if you were aiming for changes when you did this thing that you did? Yeah, I'm not as depressed as I used to be. <laughs> oh, oh really? man, really? maybe I need to stop drinking. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of why. It's 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 just this freaking pandemic, man. Yeah, it's yeah, this combination more than anything. It finally, it finally happened. It's been a, a revelation yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I decided, and you know, as you can see, my head is round right now. It should not be round. It should be ovoid at best. <laughs> so, but my in I'm my experience, to... it's the beer doesn't help that. <laughs> yeah, no, for, no, I do. It, it I do puff it. So, so I, I'm trying it, to it, pull it in. I'm trying to pull it in it, a little bit. Tighten, I think it all depends tighten. on how many chins you have under the beard, though. <laughs> yeah, it's... we don't speak under the beard. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my problem. When I let it go, I'm looking at the photos from last year around this time, and I was, I was pretty far into almost the le- the wildest i let it get because i wasn't seeing the barber and you mean as that you one recall, you posted on instagram oh boy yeah it, that was like a extra, wild beard there you that were, was amazing you were pretty you extra like you it was were, pretty awesome yeah, extra tall like, extra boom. wide you yeah. looked like you were working at a tavern at a pirate port city somewhere i should have felt been. like and the thing I is i wanted to order a, a large macchiato from you Yes, yes. Well, and that's the problem. Without the regular maintenance that I started getting from that barber, uh, I didn't know. How, I couldn't self-trim the sides and stuff to get it to stay long in, and then cut off. At the, you know, it just, was just going out in every direction. And I, uh, I became a, one of those shapes that uh, a Peterson game would use as a description to a monster, right? Like it was a non-rational, non-Euclidean shape is what my face was doing. And then when I finally overshaved it and I saw the multiple non-shins, that was also interesting because it was negative space that shouldn't exist. And then when <laughs> I let it grow back a little bit, I think we sort of equalized it. I'm having coffee, a lot of it, and hot is what I'm having. Thank you. Dude, I started cold Thank brewing you. coffee. Oh, yeah? And it's like my favorite thing ever now. It's so oh, much is that, smoother. Is that a Lovebird's cup? It this is! is. Cla- oh! This is, this is Calamity where my wife got me a bunch for Father's oh, Day no, last oh, year. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just in the style of lovebirds. That's yeah, great. It's pretty yeah, amazing. So look out. It's got all sorts of kaiju yeah. and stuff. That's yep, really solid. Monsters destroying. For, for those of you in the listening audience, we are looking at a white porcelain cup, <laughs> which has blue piping on it and blue ink 
depicting tonight on antiques would Road say Show. is is a lovebirds theme of faux chinese descent but instead has pterodactyls and large kaiju on it i really I appreciate to call it. those blue willow yeah yeah, yeah right it's, it has a name and i just i'm i don't know it so it probably is blue willow uh, my my wife my actually. Mom. She's not exactly a a a. a mm, uh, she lived in Idaho. No. Right, sure. <laughs> well, my wife does have the collection that she got the plate a year or whatever it is as a kid, so she has them all packed away where they can never be used, and therefore right. theoretically never be damaged until they get damaged but never used. Sure. So, hey guys, we have a couple of news items we can burn through before we talk about our main event. Tonight's Ooh, main event is going to be. Tonight's main event is going to be very, um, uh, very enjoyable, but very meta. We're going to talk about the WandaVision. So for those of you who want to skip skip ahead, we're going to talk about the WandaVision in approximately 17 hours from now. Yes. I have a news item, too. Oh, great. Is it? Does it fall into one of the categories? It, it's a comic book. Uh, is, it one, is it from Marvel or DC? No. Okay, I'm going to put it under MISC. That's where it goes, under MISC. It right. is 100% like to, I like to, I like to, um, I like to be or, organized, and so here we are. Hey, so on Marvel, really quick, so they did say a little while ago that Deadpool was going to remain R-rated. Do you believe them, and do you think uh, MCU is going to be able to pull off the audacity of the Fox Deadpool, and also should they, because actually it was kind of played out by the end, or what do you think? No, I think, I mean, it'll probably be a touch. It won't be Disney. <laughs> uh-huh. It'll, yeah. I mean, it, they'll probably do Touchstone or something, which is fine. They've been doing that. I mean, but I don't know about that. You know you me. So? I'm I'm a big I'm a big black hole fan, and I know people right. are like, ah, that's garbage. Like, you need to go back and watch that movie and realize <laughs> it was made in like 1983. Yeah. That movie's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> dude, I've got that on uh, VHS here. Yeah, they, that was one of the so few. So good, did, dude. It was one of the few movies that came with that giant pack I bought uh, when I was on drugs. Oh from, yeah my dental procedure that i was like oh hell yeah that's awesome (laughs) so so ruby uh my partner just watched it for the first time um christmas it was it was my christmas pick movie and (laughs) and we got to the end of it and she said how old were you when you saw this i'm like i saw it in the theater and she was like and your grandmother i said my grandmother wrote disney a sternly worded letter after we watched it <laughs> she i remember this i remember this vividly because i left that theater like yes that movie was right. amazing and my grandmother was like did you like that and i was like that was the best thing i've ever seen and she was like disney's getting a piece of my mind right now sent my little boy to hell now is it isn't your uh, isn't your cutesy little couple nickname for you that she has Maximilian? And oh. you have to no? And you have to take it away? No. 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 That's the name of the robot, right? Wasn't it Max? Yeah, no, Maximilian yeah. is yeah. Maximilian's yeah. the, the big good one. one, right? I actually oh, have one, yeah. a I actually have a model of Maximilian on my uh, on my shelf right now. How nice. Oh, that's dope it's as hell. Sweet. It comes with like little blades and stuff. He looks great. Uh-huh. Um, I have I have those robots in my um, in my drawing queue. Including the damaged version of what's his face, Bob, Bob, Bob and yeah. Vincent. Yeah, I love yeah. Bob. And there's little, there's little uh, figure models of Bob and Vincent too, and I really want those also. That would be. Cool. I had the, I had them yeah. all as a kid. I remember very distinctly. They're they're great. I had Star and the security the security uh, robots with the uh, uh, over under blasters. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm younger than you guys, so I didn't fully appreciate the black hole until I was, like, in junior high. Sure. Makes me sad, because I missed out on all of that stuff. I was, like, just young enough that that wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. I mean, I got... So, I can see that. Like, going to the movies was a, was a, a way to get out of the house for my teacher mother so mm-hmm. like i got to see lots of movies i probably should have been able to see but it was like <laughs> a way for us to kind of get out of our house and like because i got to see like tron and like all those remember there was that that stint in the early 80s maybe you don't deeply dive. there's a stint <laughs> in the early 80s of um not kid cartoons like orion the star chaser and rock and rule and like they were just this, like heavy metal came out. People were like, oh, we can make these cool. So there were like <laughs> seven or eight that hit the theaters, and my mom was like, oh, a cartoon, I'll take you to see that. And we went and saw oh, it. No. And I was like, this is great. And my mom's like, that was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that divergence between uh, when a parent or a whatever it is, a caretaker takes you to a movie, and then you come out of there and you have those differing views. Like when I I've said before, when I saw Avatar, I took my stepfather-in-law with me <laughs> for some reason and we went to see it and we came out of it and then and he said what did you think of that movie and i said oh it's very interesting the some of this the sustainability discussion there and the criticisms of uh of empire and also mass you know uh you know deforesting and the industrial complex and also fern gully and then he and then i said what do you think and he's like well i just think it was just the biggest pile of liberal propaganda i've ever seen <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> that should okay. have been a warning because that was years before he he slipped into all <laughs> fox all the time right. so anyway um also uh apparently uh, hmm, the word on the street is that for she for she hulk jessica jones may be appearing which is a natural I'm cool with that that's a natural linkage and a way to bring in yeah. uh to bring in be... some of the totally down with that that's awesome right but this is where this is the thing it still takes me back to my bitterness that if the rumors are true that they're going to use Daredevil in Spider-Man 3 because (laughs) I'm still smarting from the theoretical possibility that's true that's not the way to do it so I'm angry Spider-Man 3 has me all sorts of concerned yeah they're going going it's like stop putting more people in a movie give them their own movie yeah. yeah it's like they're they're triple they're triple down on the multiverse uh thing from the cartoon but then also the dangerous treading uh into the flashpoint disaster on right. the dc side that wasn't even earned the thing is these creators i don't trust uh i don't trust sony but i do trust the creative team that are working on this so that it's theoretically possible that if any of this is true they're going to make it make sense Maybe they'll be in very small bits, you know, some multiversal fractal thing. I would just prefer instead it was none of those things because we had mm-hmm. plenty to just play with as it was. We didn't need any of that. And I and also I think it dilutes if it's true. Remember, it could be all bullshit. But if it's true, it dilutes the Spider-Verse stuff, too. Yeah. Leave that to the Spider-Verse. That was perfect as yeah. it was. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, oh, you know how these yeah. table, these boardrooms get. They get like oh, yeah. that was hot with the kids. We'll make everything that, and it's like that doesn't make a thing hot. That makes a thing not hot. Yeah. Stop it. Bits of Werther's are flying out of their mouths. Yeah, cocaine in the nose. Uh, also, there's an actress named Ginger Gonzaga uh, who has joined the cast in an undefined role, and that kind of surprised me because I accidentally have been 
connected to her on like Instagram for years. And I don't know how it happened, but I only gradually realized that she was a, um, you know, an actress that was trying to make it in Hollywood. I didn't know that in, in the way I was following her. She magically appeared on Space Force and blew uh. me away when it happened. She played the AOC analog on Space Force. And I was like, what the? Because it was dis- cognitive dissonance. So anyway, she she announced that she was oh. in this. I'm like, good on her. Yeah, I know her. She was in... um. Stagnation. It was a. It was like a, a kid apocalypse show on, on Netflix. It was a season. Daybreakers. That seems wrong. Uh, huh. It's good. It's it's like ten episodes. It's high school after an apocalypse. Hmm. I love that. That's a. I like that's a category teacher. on Netflix. By the way. Yeah. Kid <laughs> apocalypse movies. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway. So that's cool. Um. Also, uh, Crossbones is going to be back, but in an episode of What If. And I'm okay with that. Mm. That's a way yeah. to bring him back without breaking the continuity. I liked him a lot, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if could be really fun if they do it right? I'm uh, pretty excited about it. It's such an opportunity there. Right? Yeah. And then supposedly we got the official, official confirmation for Oscar, Oscar Isaac in the sense that the director's talking about, or the directors are talking about it. Although it's not like he's come out with a Marvel logo behind him and they've done a interview but it's getting to as real as i think it could be without it being the you know the, pre- the who, press tour and the trailers who is he so that's, uh, oh moon knight M- moon knight yeah yeah so i'm stoked yeah uh, oh, no, she's from, sorry she's from trial and error sorry oh, okay different actors i apologize trial and error is also no. funny if you've never seen it pretty i've heard about it but i've never seen it Right, right, right. I remember the trailers for it, but I never saw it because time has no meaning. Life is a continuing dystopian nightmare where I can't remember what I've seen or haven't seen or what day or time it is, and my queue is long. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it at one point, and I'll remember this conversation. Unless I don't. What about DC news? Want some DC news? I'll sure. give you some. Yes, yes. Lay some DC news on us. Ray Fisher certainly was not happy to. Uh, um, comment on the conclusion of the investigation into Joss Whedon and honestly, uh, all those guys. He, he's like, yeah, nice, nice, quite quote unquote whitewashing <laughs> over that situation that was not satisfactory in any way. And then uh, Cyborg has been removed from the was it Flash that he was going to be in, whichever one he was going to be in it, and now that character's not going to show up. And you know, it's just really unfortunate to see. Uh, that 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 that's the way this is going because it's mm. not like they they had a chance to make things right and they definitely didn't. Yeah, it sucks. I was hoping that they were going to come around and do right because it seems like it's affected a lot of people in that production, and only two of the primary cast were willing to really step out and stick their neck out. And you know, apparently he was not as valuable to them as uh, Jason Momoa was because he didn't seem to have any fallout from supporting it. But anyway, I'm not happy about it. Everybody loves Jason Momoa. Yeah. He, he's a usually lot. doing something that's pretty upstanding. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but that's what surprised me. I thought when he got behind Ray Fisher on these allegations that they'd be like, well, all right, now we got to take it seriously because if we piss him off, yeah, then the franchise has problems. But, uh, you lose all the lady viewers? All the lady viewers and some non-lady viewers. Well, apparently the Whedon cult is still strong, so. But it's not, though. I can't find anyone that, I've not re- read anything anywhere on the interwebs that seems to support 
the claim that the that the Whedon production was good and that his film was good and that he has staying power. It seems like he's being universally panned. It just seems like uh, DCWB is just denying that they were allowing a toxic environment and supporting him while he did it. Oh. Surprise, so. surprise. A corporation yeah. saying they weren't shitty. I know. Yeah, what a twist. Uh, speaking of corporations being shitty, apparently Danny DeVito's Penguin has also been added to the Flash because they won't stop adding. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, sure. Whatever. Well, you know, because they bought, you know, the bat, the Batmans are coming back and, you know, all, you know they're Flashpointing it. So leave no, leave no Superstone unturned. So the thing is, after watching uh, Danny DeVito on Always Sunny for so many years, I think he'd be more interesting as that than he would be as the original Penguin, right? <laughs> just, just let him be frank. Just let him be frank. Yeah, it would be, he, yeah, would, really. he would steal the movie. I'm okay with that. <laughs> the last DC I, item I'm, I have. Yeah. I am unfortunately super behind on It's Always Sunny. I started watching I it too. and really dug it. And then for some reason, I just fell off. And it was like, uh, this is like trying to catch up on The Simpsons, man. <laughs> this is yeah, impossible. Yeah. You yeah, know, I was I was behind two or three seasons behind. But the nice thing about it is there's no continuity, so it doesn't matter. So you can always you always have it in the bank. Yeah, right? yeah. When you That's go back, true. you'll love it, and it doesn't matter anymore, right? That's how I feel about yeah. Letterkenny. It just doesn't matter when I go back to it; it'll be the same as it was when I, I haven't was. watched it. Ugh. Everyone says I, they should watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I uh, my problem with Letterkenny is that the people that love it are those like obsessive, annoying people, like the Family Guy fans that quote it so nonstop that you hate it before you've ever seen it. Well understood. I I would probably like it, but there I know a few people that are so obsessed with it that I refuse to watch it. <laughs> well, and and to make it matters worse, its rhythm because it, it, it started as like a YouTube thing, and then they built it into what it is. But its rhythm was very structured as lots of repetition of very similar of those statements i mean it's part of the tone it's part of the way the dialogue goes it's very chopped and they use the references over and over and over again that's part of the humor of the show the weirdness so when the Mm -hmm. when the hyper fans mimic it all they're doing is is uh diluting what is interesting sort of in the context of the show and they're becoming the thing the show is lampooning and so then where where does that leave us yeah really pandemic um, okay, the last thing is uh, for DC, uh, we touched on this br- briefly before, but Savannah Welch was cast as the Batgirl for Titans. Mm. Uh, Mike, we were talking about this before. Um, Big fan of Titans. Choice. Big fan of Titans. Yes, and you know, um, begin again, Blake Simmons, when he gets on here again, um, he caught up with the Titans and he was very complimentary about it too. So you guys are going to have a Titans fest um, yeah. when that happens. Where, but, so, where do you guys watch that? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. I have yeah. access to that. Yeah, because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna pay DC to watch DC content. I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you yeah. money to make a TV show. And then, <laughs> like, all that stuff got ported over HBO Max. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm really, I'm really happy I did because those trailers were. I was just like, nah, yeah, not in, too. not in. These yeah. trailers do not look like something I want to watch. Yeah, the trailers are awful. Felt. It it, yeah. it cast Dick Grayson, and we all know my feelings about Dick Grayson in a <laughs> so certain light. And I was like, "Yeah, nah, I'm not in." But those commercials, while they did show bits of the show, were actually not the right story because, okay. like, the Dick Grayson that show is fucking a hundred percent my Dick Grayson. Like, really? I am all behind him. And here's 
You ready for the thing that's going to blow your mind? I like Jason Todd in that show. No right. Way. Well, they changed it quite a bit, right? Mm, not really. Really? No. Wow. No. He's okay. still a shitty little annoying fuck, but huh. but he's he's completely understandable in this world. Like it makes total sense, and I dig it. It's like that's. I like him. I like. That's fascinating him. to me, yeah. actually, because <laughs> I hate Jason Todd <laughs> in the comics. Well, and I really didn't like what I was seeing of Dick Grayson from the trailers. I was yeah. pissed off. Me neither. So that's me neither. actually really good to hear. Hey, you the- sold me. You sold me on this because your enthusiasm, being a hyper fan of the original content and having strong opinions about it, I hope that that's the way I convey my love of the Expanse. That if you're an Expanse yeah. book reader, the yeah. their version of the of it in the show will work for you. They did it right. You convinced yeah. me to give t- Titans a try. I was not at all interested before you. I mean, just keep in mind that. that this Titan season one and season two are the transition from Robin to Nightwing. Like right. that, that arc is, I'm not Robin anymore. Who the fuck am I? Right. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why, like that's that. why they took some of those lines. If you take them out of context, it looks like he's just a dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No pun intended. But it's like, it's like <laughs> when, ah, when he's so angry at Batman and doesn't have his own identity and he's like, fuck Batman. It's like, yeah, fuck Batman. I'm with you. I get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Your world is all dicks and butts. I know this about you. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> dick, dick, well, dick, what, dick, 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 dick. Yeah, <laughs> the thing I was mentioning about, or what I thought was interesting about Savannah Welch, I had never seen her or anything, but when I looked at her um, using the Supernets, it's it's really awesome uh, that uh, she's an amputee. And I is think she? that's dope. Yeah, that's she's, dope. she's an amputee. And given the, you know, given the, uh, co- the, the controversy, or the controversy, of how DC went back on Oracle and undid what made Barbara Gordon so interesting. I think it's really interesting. Oh, I know that, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they would um, cast a, um, you know, an actress or an actor in this role, um, you know, that, that is that is that is interesting and, and relevant in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm landing I'm, that, but yeah. I miss, I miss Oracle. I mean, I, I Me loved too. Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. I, I mean, I grew up that way, but like when uh, the killing, Death in the Family, Killing Joke. Killing Joke, right? Is the Killing Joke. Yeah. Killing Joke. When the kill, Death in the Family is Jason Todd dying. Uh, yeah. When a Killing Joke happened, and I was like, what the fuck is going to happen now? And she became like the nucleus, the nerve center of the superhero community. I thought mm-hmm. that was a really badass character and a great character for Barbara. And yeah, but I mean, I'm not Jeff Johns, and I don't get yeah. to decide that all the heroes who died and made sacrifices get to come back because I'm a little fanboy. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm when never going to or- forgive him. I'm never going to forgive him for fucking Barry Allen. I'm yeah. never going to <laughs> yeah. forgive him for negating for that death. It's like, for man, real. screw you, dude. That was like a pivotal point of my childhood. It was like, wait, heroes die to like save everything sometimes. What? Like, blew my little kid's mind. And then he's like, no, Barry just the speed force. I'm like, saw his skull, motherfucker. Saw him turn to dust. He dead. Let him be dead. Yeah. That's just like, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> you know, the, all of those, all those single subject books are challenging for me, whether it's the WB or it's those comics. 
85 different characters in the Speed Force and all that different stuff, I could never... I just could never. Right? I I'm can't. With yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm with so... You. So, okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think she'll be an interesting addition to the cast. And seeing as how the Titans group is playing... Not fast and loose, because that gives it kind of a shoddy uh, imagery. Right. But, like, they're playing... They're playing loose, but very tight internally, narratively with characters because like Rose shows up and Rose is like a completely different Titans character. Hmm. And when they bring her in, it's, it's a really good counterpoint to a lot of the other characters. Not quite Rose, but it's still good. Um, Yeah. And the guy that get to play Deathstroke. Holy shit. Is he good? He's amazing. Who is it that plays Deathstroke in that? Uh, I'm sorry. I look it up. Ernest Borgnine. It is. It's Ernest Borgnine. Oh, perfect casting. But it's, but it's only. But it's it's Dan DeVito with with Ernst Borgnine. Um, what's that? What's that face thing they do? The the yeah. deep fake. Yeah, the, the deep, deep fake. Yeah. It's Ernst Borgnine deep faked onto Dan DeVito. Um, oh yeah, that's pretty amazing. And and all and only oiled, right? It's the oiled. Yeah, it's always. the oiled Frank coming out of the coming out of the couch, but then with an Ernest Borgnine deep fake right. face. Yes, that's what we've done. <clears throat> Solid gold. Hey, you know, somewhat uh, perfect uh, segue um, there. Go ahead. Isai Morales. Ah, yeah, okay. He aged into it? Yeah, dude, he looks amazing. Look him up as Deathstroke. It looks really good. I will do oh, that interesting. right now. Yeah, looks good, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And the, the costume they gave him looks really good. Hmm. It looks like real armor. Yeah, that's actually that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. So so who? Uh, oh yeah, I remember seeing this when it came out. So yeah, they're who either looks better? so good or so awful with their costumes in DC. It's just amazing to me. <laughs> yeah. So so what do we think? This this Deathstroke or uh, what's his brain from uh, the Snyderverse that never got his shot? Uh, who was it supposed to be in Snyderverse? Manganiello. Oh, yeah. Oh really? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe the, you'll see you'll see it in the extended cut that you'll watch several times. I mean, I yeah. love Man, I love Manginello. Don't get me wrong, like, but he's he's so sweet and goofy. He he's got yeah. the the white beard in it too. He's got the short white beard. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so you I, he, he so you go pull look, it off. Yeah, like, you he's go look big. You go look he's that big. up. You okay, Google right. that, right. and uh, you will see what he looks like. It's. Um, it looks like he showed up at the con, you know, he's good to go. He worked hard on the costume <laughs> and then he didn't get his chance. Cause it was like an end. It was like a, it was like the stinger for a movie that didn't happen. And then he didn't, you know, yeah, he was is. super he's excited done. about playing him too. Oh, he was so oh, yeah, into he's it. A big, he's a big nerd. Oh, yeah. okay. See, you know what the funny thing is? I think he would have made a good cable. I could see that. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that. Yeah. I was pretty um, down with the cable uh, yeah. we got, except I didn't need him in a in a weird yeah. uh, body nude bodysuit thing that he was wearing. But yes, because <laughs> um, it because it accentuated yeah, yeah. Brolin's body type. He has a very long torso, and everything was really strange. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and yeah. Cable's supposed to be a bit blockier, but yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, yes, Manjino feels more like a comic book hero, like a comic book villain. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, I mean, oddly enough, the dude in Titans just seemed like more of like a creepy ass assassin. <laughs> There you go. You know, actually, he has, and I don't have it on the list here, but he has a project that's coming out. There were some trailers oh. for it. I think it might be on oh. streaming, where he's a he's guy. 
It is. Yeah, he's a he's a guy who mm-hmm. thinks he insists that he was a a superhero from a de- destroyed world, and he's got to make things right. And everyone's like, "You're crazy, right?" Yeah. Did yeah. I cover it? I, it's a kid yes. apocalypse movie. No. <laughs> I'm I want to watch it, but I'm not sure I want to spend the money for it, which makes me a bad person. But yeah. Fair like, I do like I'm like ah, oh, it sounds right up my alley, but you can screw that story up so easily. Yeah, legit. Well, like, uh, you had made a segue that I liked when you, we were talking about, um, you know, Frank coming through the couch with the deep fake of Ernest Borgnine. I have only one Star Wars item tonight, and that is that uh, they've talked a little bit about the finale of Mandalorian season two, which we talked about last time, mm-hmm. yep. and the big reveal that it was Luke Skywalker that was, um, you know revealed at the end and talking about this and they say hey you know yeah and they and they say you know too late for you and they say you know it was a lot it was not the choice in the beginning they concluded that this was what they wanted to do so it wasn't like this was a secret since the dawn of the series but they were pretty straightforward about saying that they arrived at the conclusion that that's what they were going to do um and uh and they try to make it work and i think you know issues aside with some of the things they did it it was fairly successful but there was a deep fake we talked about it before there's a deep fake of uh young mark hamill um blended onto that body instead of the cgi version and it is one thousand percent more effective and i just cannot Mm. understand why we haven't just given up and gone that direction as troubling as that technology is for privacy and for um you know just the horrible things that are done with deep fakery and the 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 counter-programming propaganda and and, and terrible stuff from uh, from a cryptonomicon style of counterintelligence and misinformation. Yeah. It's a terrible thing that deep fakes allow. However, looks good when you see that video because he looks right. You, you, you buy it when it's really Mark Hamill. So anyway, so there's a thing. So uh, Mr. Probably, Mr. It's Narrative probably Mike. A sunk cost. It's probably a sunk cost fallacy. Because yeah, Disney's been, I think so. Disney's been pumping money into that tech for decades now. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I, but I would also say that in in many cases, on the on the movie side, they've made it work. Yeah, so, yeah. Particularly Ant Man and Wasp, they were able to pull it off very well. Mm-hmm. So, I which know, is, I, don't know. I mean, you see the steps because like, if you look too. at if you look at Tron Legacy, right? Yes, and yes. the step up from there was like a bunch of the Marvel movies and you can see the slow progression of the Marvel Marvel movies because they're their production yes. rates. And then from the Marvel movies to this, I think it still is an improvement. But yeah, the deep fake is yeah. Cheaper, faster, better, right? I was willing to I, accept the tr- the tronery because there was a it wasn't it wasn't contextual, but there was something that your brain brings to it that you're saying this is a c- cyber generated image. And yeah. even though everyone else is just, I mean, that's Olivia Wilde as, as, as gloriously three-dimensional as she could be, but I was so willing pretty. to accept, I was willing to accept that the, the cyber rubber mask of Jeff Bridges, yeah. because it was just weird enough, the Uncanny Valley wasn't there because it was Tron. Right. And yeah. I was willing, I, I could handle that, but um, yeah. anyway, so, so you had, so in our MISC section, you did have oh. a thing you wanted to talk about, so tell me what that I did. So I am actually super excited for coming up, and I'm not sure if we've talked about this before, Keanu Reeves has a comic book coming out by from Boom Studios called mm. Berserker. Well, it's BZRKR. And I've okay. been calling it Berserker. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be called Berserker, but it yeah. seems like Berserker. Interesting. And the... Uh, one second, I pulled this up so we'd have it. The artist is Ron Garney. And oh, as oh, yeah. I said, it's right. being put out by Boom Studios. 
and it's a uh, you know it's just immortal warrior fighting for things it just i was just like i like Keanu reeves i will give his comic a shot let's see how it is you know like i gave yeah. vincent vince uh milo ventimiglio by ventimiglia mm-hmm. the guy from from heroes he did a comic I gave hmm. I gave him a shot with his comic, you know. It's like I like some of these people. Gerard Way <laughs> gave Gerard Way a shot, and boy, was sure. that a good idea! Holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> it's like what's what's this little emo rocker got to say? Oh, something very interesting actually. He's got some interesting stuff to say. Who would have known from his very interesting albums? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, uh, another item I have here is Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola has um, another project at Dark Horse called Tales from the Outerverse. And Ooh. even though it is, once again, I'm, I'm crestfallen because it's not him doing the work. He's creating it, but he's not doing the line art. Mm. And that's what I'm desperate for. Just I the fact that, that he's continuing on to things that inspire him is what I like about it. Because he had done like, a lot of BPRD stuff and, and Hellboy stuff. And you could see that he was like, well, I've... I could do something a little different right now. Like when he did Screw on Head and a few other things, I was like, I'm totally oh, there the for amazing it. Screw on Head was right. so good. Yeah. All right. So I'm really hoping this gives him a chance to kind of refresh himself a little bit, even if he doesn't do, yeah. the, do the art. But um, Yeah, I have, I like, I crack open Alien Salvation every once in a while just to see yeah. his, his version of what the alien, like just what the alien infestation would be like. And it's like, God damn, dude, you are so dark <laughs> like this is so hellish i love it so much in the bowels of my crawl space i still have some fafner and the gray mouser down there so that oh. one day i will unearth and uh, hopefully it won't be waterlogged and, and i'll be able to show my kids this and say do you remember book um we'll see what happens for the gray mouser some of the there are there are lines from Fitzlieber's books that are just so beautifully written they're just they're perfect encapsulations of a like of a of a sensorium about a thing. Like there's yeah. just lines about the city that they're in, and it's just like, yeah, I totally understand exactly what you're telling me right now, brother. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love I love Fafra like, and the Gray Mouser. I've loved yeah. them since way back. I know what you're talking about with with the dial with the uh, with the pros. It's like it's like yeah. a reduction. They did yeah. a reduction, and they got the concentrated version of it, and you know it. Yeah. And it's always yeah. these crisp, elegantly written lines. It's not like yeah. it's not just like everything's condensed and it's like you're getting a lot of information. It's it's kind of witty. Just if you just read the sentence, you're like, sure. And if you're like, wait a minute, did you, were you just sarcastic in that line there describing the city? I think you were. <laughs> you know, and it's I think you're it's right. hard to get yep. sarcasm across the written page. Yes, but yes. Yeah. It's easy to not get it right uh, in text oh, yeah. messages, according to what happens with my wife and my mother every day. I'm like, oh, that's sarcastic. <laughs> it's not. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I wasn't. <laughs> um, okay, so back to this. Uh, I'm afraid this is not news that I was super happy about, but The Boys Season 3 has been confirmed to be the Herogasm storyline. We did not need this. I really <clears throat> hope they will go a different direction. I don't think we need heroes. I, so, I, I mean, I don't think we need the boys yeah. at all. I so. know. I know you feel that <laughs> I, way, but I, I like, I, the first I like it. Seasons, but yes, that's. I watched the first season. It was fine. Uh, I like the second season a lot. I just think that there's it's more interesting if they were to let it grow as what it is on where they take it in the show rather than instead of following the, the dep- comic. Yeah, yeah, the comics depravity was such an inside joke to himself 
mm-hmm. that it's really indulgent. And I think it's yeah. just it's it's it reads juvenile to me. So I just meh. So here's a bunch of forties, forty year old men plus one maybe thirty one year old guy saying, We don't need this. I'm giving you the thirty yeah. uh Chris if you're yeah. um I'm just <laughs> I'm just waiting for this to spawn the the crossed the crossed freaking movies and I'm like Oh so just well, garbage. Another, another thing garbage. We, another thing we I think we maybe didn't need but could be good, I don't know, is that they've started a From Dusk Till Dawn animated series. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. an adult I think it's an adult cartoon, but I don't know sure. exactly. I mean Also do, do we like what, From Dusk Till Dawn? Did, did the TV show make that many people happier with that series? <laughs> like but was I never watched the TV show. <laughs> it, it, it was. I saw half vampire of the vampire TV show. Hmm. I, mean, I, I only saw half of the movie, actually. Maybe less the, than half. The first half or the second half? I don't know. I remember being turned off by the Sama Hayek business and being like, well, this is really, it's really in my face. I'm tired. And I turned it off. Maybe that was 10 minutes of movie. I don't know exactly. That, no, that was the first half. Because like, okay. the first, the first quarter is, is, them oh, is Tarantino right. being Tarantino in the car, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's like very. It's for like you know ripaways to show the girl in the trunk and Richie. Uh, yeah, don't yeah. be don't be a freak. What'd you do, the girl Richie? And it's like I thought there were vampires in this. When are we gonna get right. to the vampires? <laughs> right. Right. Well, yeah. So I put it on my Netflix queue, and at some point in 2032, I'll watch Dust Till Dawn, and then I'll have an opinion about whether. I don't. I have an I opinion about it. Do that. <laughs> I have another item related to deep fakery. Um, yeah. Having finished Picard uh, a while ago when okay, yeah, Picard yeah, was yeah. on the first season, of course, one of the things that was the most troubling that they tried to deal with was they aged. You know, they had a Brent Spiner in it, and it's mm-hmm. thirty years later or whatever it is, and he's aged, and they don't. They didn't even have a, a hand wavy way of saying, "Well, he had the aging chip or whatever the hell." It's just they tried to blur it a little bit and call it done. And so I saw a deep fake video of next generation I'm, uh, data, and it works perfectly. <laughs> it looks I'm so mildly good. concerned with how much time you spend watching deep fakes, Tom. Yeah, I'm trying to stay on the deep fakes that are available um, without uh, tripping sensors. You know, <laughs> I, I think I am there. Maybe I am. Um, also related to um, Star Trek. Again, I finished, and I'm current on Discovery, which we could talk about later. I'm but, still um, season behind. Did you know that David Cronenberg has been like lurking around that show? I don't know. Maybe it's in the season default that you're going to watch, but I didn't recognize. I didn't even realize it was him until later on. I was reading about it, and I was like, "Wait, wait! First of all, Cronenberg's on. He's not writing it. He's on it because oh, I don't know wait. why he there was a muse. What? He's an actor. Weird. What? And there. And there's been, I mean, look at like, you know, obviously, you know, very strange. I want to see the baby. I mean, we definitely have good yeah. recent examples of when author directors are showing up on, on, on screen and you're like, well, there you yeah. go. That's a thing. But Cronenberg. Yeah. But, but I mean, let's, let's be real here. Werner Herzog and Cronenberg are not, not really the same visual image you're going to get on a yeah. screen. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Very good. Very good. And Werner's been on like been on screen before. It's not the first yeah. time he's done it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not like Cronenberg has been having fun popping onto sitcoms or whatever. He doesn't do this. He just suddenly did it, and it's not like that's I think, so weird. I, 
I don't even think anyone's like his best friend or whatever that lured him in. It's like some random thing that he's like, well, you know, some someone reached out and he's like, sure, but like, why? So I, maybe he just I, digs I, Star Trek. It seems like maybe. maybe he's trying to do some body horror where they're going to get all fucked up in a transporter. <laughs> the most body horror, the most body horror there is in all of Discovery is the um, is uh, Stemmett's, uh gluing into his thing and having it going into his hands or his arms or whatever it is to, yeah. to run the the fungal drive or whatever. Anyway, okay, so uh, here's another sort of tangent just on that subject. Ooh, you I know just, what I would watch? I would watch Cronenberg yes. do a bluegill a bluegill invasion. I yes. would totally watch that. <laughs> That's take some it. deep body horror that Star Trek needs, and they never went back to. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> so you know, have this, you guys watched you know that... uh, Lower Decks? I have not I watched haven't that yet. yet. No, I am super impressed with the amount of in jokes and references to like like the animated series and yeah. all sorts of OS uh, like the original series stuff. I was really impressed at how okay. many little like I, the first couple episodes i had a really hard time warming up to it but right. by the time i was like three or four i was like all right this this is written by legitimate nerds here this is really impressive so what can but you that's another one on? where the trailer didn't on? read it for me yeah me either yeah no i cbs, CBS i actually started watching it just then purely by accident it um it's got a it's got a little more of like the the adult humor stuff in it and like a touch of like Rick and Morty esque to it, but I, I I enjoyed it. I just didn't think that the um I don't think the trailers when it was launching and the little pre screen stuff mm-hmm. sold it as being uh referential or weird enough. It right. felt too tame, and then I read people saying actually it is good, and then I was mm-hmm. like oh okay because like remember when they released a little bit of the footage of the Modoc claymation stuff or stop motion yeah. stuff, and you're like it wasn't like it wasn't super weird hit you in the face funny. But you're like, this is weird enough that I'm invested because they did it. Mm, <laughs> Lower Decks yeah, didn't yeah. give me that impression initially. <laughs> um, well, uh, the side tangent was that I was talking to a buddy of mine about how much I'm, I'm disappointed once they cored uh, um, Werner Herzog that we wouldn't get any more of him on The Mandalorian because I just lived for that. And all, I went and watched all the YouTube videos of him driving around and just whatever, doing anything. <laughs> and a buddy of mine made this casual reference that wouldn't have been great if he replaced Bernie Sanders after the inaugural memes where Bernie Sanders was inserted into everything with his mittens on half asleep under his coat. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, just do that with Werner Herzog. Just put him in anything, anything, and it'll make it better. Sure. <laughs> that no one's listening to me. They won't do it. Um, I can't believe it. Nobody listens to you. It's crazy. I know. So speaking of no one listening to common sense, Neil Gaiman is pushing hard on the rhetoric that there's nothing wrong with American God's, uh, even after all the w- public uh, disaster of what happened during season two. And I've started watching season three and I'm fine. I'm still enjoying it, I guess. But I just can't believe that he's doubling and tripling down on it, insisting there's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. It's exactly as he wanted it to be. And and uh, we're I way off. I haven't seen any of American Gods at all, actually. I, I would like to. Uh, I see. I haven't. Uh, once, I see. once they ditched Orlando Bloom, I'm like, not Orlando Bloom, sorry, Orlando Jones. I'm like, nope, out. <laughs> yeah, not only the loss of the character, but what they did to the actor, and that's yeah where it's well, it's when, hard to separate it. Uh, Brian Fuller left too, right? Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. Gaiman doesn't have to do that. Gaiman is a producer, so I understand he's trying to trump it up, and he has an invest a, a, a vested interest in it. But also, if you're going to bring it back for the third season and basically rebuild it and do it all over again, be circular about it because that's kind of what they're doing. 
I mean, why not just be honest about it and say, yeah, we made a series of very poor decisions, but we're trying to bring it back on track. You could be honest today. Yeah. But but what he nah. did was not be honest. <laughs> Bad news for you, Chris. John Chu uh, has left the Willow production. John Chu was... What? Uh, yeah. I didn't know yeah. he was on it, but that's a well, depressing thing. Not John Cho, John Chu. So it's... Yeah, I don't know. He's on the production is. side. He's, a, he's on the production side, and he was one of the showrunners and... Um, leading eyes in trying to make this this work and he had to leave due to a scheduling conflict but it sounds like he's still going to be involved um, oh. as well so that's good so it was a thing i put here just for you for you <laughs> mr mike i put uh hbo max has released the entire studio ghibli catalog as well as uh what? the new one earwig, earwig and the uh yeah we just saw that that was on there when we uh we watched scoob the other night and the trailer for Earwig came on after it, and I was like, what is this? And my wife had never seen any of the Ghibli stuff, and I was like, oh, I have a Spirited Away. It's like the only one I own. And I noticed that they were all on the Max channel now. Nice. I have yeah. the collection, but I don't have I don't have the new one since right. like five years ago, so mm. I'm, I'm excited to see some of the newer stuff. And I think they have some of his son's stuff on there, too, which I dig. Right. Which I, one, one time when we were recording, we went off on like this, this, this deep tangent on uh, your love of those films and some of the design stuff. And I subsequently found a YouTube video that was 25 minutes of his aircraft and industrial design. And all That's I did was such a watch good that. YouTube video. Oh my god, I've seen you know that the one, one right? It's so <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. yeah, as as a designer, I'm just sitting there going, um, "Yep, that's yep, that makes no sense. I love this. Everything about it, yeah. it looks. I'm completely yeah. sold on that non aerodynamic airplane. I'll take it." Uh, so, yeah. So uh, yeah. If if I can if I can tangent out of that just for five seconds, we can come back. How dare you! I I uh, watched uh, released on streaming is the brand new Lupin movie, which I think yes, is yes. the newest. I have that the... in my queue, but I haven't seen it yet. It's the newest one since Monkey Punch has passed. I think mm-hmm. maybe it's the second one, but it's it's all CGI. It is yeah. gorgeous. Did it, it come out? Because nice. I was waiting for it. Gorgeous. I yeah. was waiting for that, and I didn't know it actually released because that's been on my list forever. I mean, like I'm desperate to see that. It so feels it, it feels a lot like it feels like a lot like Cogliostro. So if yeah. you if you like that old Ghibli version of Lupin. Yes, this this is a hundred percent up your alley. It's super. Oh fun. man, right I'm on. Excited. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because Ruby, I've been so I'm a big Lupin fan. Have yes. been for way back since the video game in the arcades cliffhanger because apparently oh, yes. they couldn't get they couldn't get the rights to Lupin. I remember <laughs> that. And I started I I started showing Ruby selected because I mean there's like. 30 some odd Lupin movies and some of them ain't yeah. great. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I've been showing Ruby selected like episodes and, and movies. And she was like, this one's really good. I'm like, I, I actually think this is really impressive. I'm impressed by this. So <laughs> right so, on. Yeah. So, uh, but again, keep in mind, I am a hundred percent biased in favor yes. of Lupin or anything with Jigen in it. Yeah, but at the same time, much like uh, much like Titans, I mean, look at how much we love. I mean, I love uh, Masamune Shiro, and there are some of those projects mm-hmm. where I'm like, well, I'm leaning hard to give this a chance, but there are issues with yeah. the choices that were made. So, yeah, true. you know, if you like, if, if they pulled it off, which is what I was hoping, after that they trailer did. and that footage that they released, I was like, I can't even, how much I want to see that. 
So thank you. It's really good. Um, <laughs> another thing that I'm looking forward to, you remember that we talked about that Taika Waititi had a pirate show that had been greenlit, but we didn't know anything about it? Oh my god, I cannot, I re- tell me more. Tell me yeah, more. Really. So they, so more has come out about it, and it's called Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> and and nice. the main character, it's about Steed Bonnet. And the main and it, the main character is played by Rice Darby. <laughs> okay, okay, so good. That's amazing. So good. I'm in. So, I mean, I'm you, in. you can. I have show. I have in the show notes. I have links, and so people can go and click okay. through if you don't know. Because if you're not from um, Australia and New Zealand, you're really not going to know much about that particular historical figure. But once you read about it, you'll be like, "Yep, this is going to yeah. be great." It's a nobleman nice. who decides to be a pirate, and it goes the way you think. Um, so anyway, it's Taika Waititi, so it's going to be great no matter what it is, but I think that's going to be super great. Um, I mean, different I, island, but it's like when someone makes a Ned Kelly thing, and I'm like, I'm in. I will watch yep. a Ned Kelly thing. <laughs> um, uh, a tangent To a tangent about Taika Waititi, I was thinking more about the Star Wars stuff that came out in December, and all we saw from his Star Wars thing was that weird um, logo, the Rocky logo. It said Star Wars, and it was all kludgy and looked like a 70s uh, uh, animation. Yeah, I was wondering. Do you think we know that they were doing? They, they did a Star Wars Lego and uh, Christmas special, right? They did. What if they're yeah. doing an animated? What if they're doing another animated Star Wars Christmas special that's wacky and surreal and too much drug? And that's what he's working on. Because that logo is very, very, very specific. It's it's hmm. wrong, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a mo- there's a movie coming out starring Amy Ryan, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Celine Celine Gomez called Only Murders in the Building, and I put it down oh, because I've I read about, about it this. and I'm like I want to see that movie. Yeah. There's also a project coming out from Taika Waititi again, and it's called Reservation Dogs, which on principle alone is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> so it's shot like Reservoir Dogs with the suits and everything, but it's Native Americans, uh, young Native American teenagers. Uh, and it looks... I think it's Native American teenagers, and it's insane. Interesting. Just what I saw about it. I, think, cool. I said, I like what he's doing there. Um, not liking so much, though, is that Peter Lamont died. Do you guys know Peter Lamont? Big production designer in the 80s on a lot of the SF stuff that we love so much. Hmm. He was involved Name's in like familiar. all the movies we love from the 80s. Um, he finally passed away. Um, if you like Millie Bobby Brown outside of uh, Stranger Things... She joined the Russell Brothers' uh, next film called The Electric State. Mm. Um, so that's, I think, some sort of apocalyptic thing where the electricity is a sparse thing. I don't know. But it looked interesting, and I like those people, so we're good. And then also, yeah. more interesting to me, because, again, I told you I saw the um, the Enola Holmes movie and thought it was great. Yeah. And I saw yeah, it with I my too. daughter. Yeah. Um, so she's joined a project called Damsel. So of course it's a dam- you know it's inverting the trope of the damsel in distress. So sure. if it goes the way Enola Enola Holmes did, I think it's going to be fun. Nice. Um, side note for all of you who watch Enola Holmes and are interested in, this, in the books, books are completely different. Right. Just so you know, they uh, are. I heard about that. Not the same at all. Bum <laughs> <laughs> There's another project. Similarly, it's a number of people stuck to a thing, and we hope it's good because of the pedigree. Anna de Armas, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans are all in Ryan Johnson's next film, The Gray Man. Excellent. Yes, please. In. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. I'm in for any Ryan Johnson stuff, man. As um, was I. Sure. 
But so, all those people too. Woo. So, uh, you know my theory about Ryan Gosling, right? Baby Goose. Have I told you this? I don't think I don't so. Think so. Okay. So, uh, I there was a point there where I was I was not working as much, and I was just going through all of the free movies on everything and just burning through everything. And I realized I was hitting a lot of Ryan Gosling stuff, like a lot of Ryan Gosling movies. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I just kind of started going down a list of the things Ryan Gosling is in. And I think my, my, my conspiracy theory is Ryan Gosling is going to do one of every genre. Yes. And when he's done, be like, did it. I've done all of yep. them. I'm out. <laughs> yep. Like, and because because I saw him in this weird ass Thai movie, like a Thai gangster movie, and yeah, it was like, right, right. Why is Ryan Gosling in this movie? <laughs> it's and, like he's he's taken the career that um, Shia LaBeouf before he went completely off the rails. Seems like he thought he was going to do after Transformers. Like I'm going to try all these right. different things, and I'm going to be avant garde about my choices. Right. Ryan Gosling's just doing it. And not right. talking about it. And not talking at all. Like, he did Drive, and I was like, okay, yeah, hey, I'm I love a big it. fan of Drive. I thought that was a really yes. intense movie. Um, a lot of people didn't dig it, and that's cool. I, you know, I love it. Yeah, I think yeah, it, You know, everyone's just allowed to have different likes in art. Yeah, it just wasn't the adrenalized uh, cartoon arcade no. uh, driving mentality. It was a very realistic getaway driver movie. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, in so much as the, like, the car was involved. Right, like, but then, like, right after that came out, it was uh, the line in the trees, or where the wind through the trees, or that 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 uh, slice of life crime thriller with him as the motorbike dude, and then like this weird movie from Thailand comes out, and then like he's like, the same guy that did Drive. It, it, La La Land. Um, wait, which wait, which is the same guy did Drive? Uh, the the Thai one, I think the one you're talking about, only God is forgives. It? I think it's by the same guy that did Drive. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Reffin. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Nicholas then like Winding Refn, Blade yeah. Runner Re- comes Winding out. Refn. Like it's like he's yeah. just like hitting all these all the high notes of different genre, and I'm like, I'm so impressed with you right now, brother. <laughs> he sings too. Have you heard his band? No, I haven't. Of course, oh, dude, he does, it's right? awesome, man. So it's it's him and another guy. They play all the instruments, and it's got a children's chorus, and they're all like 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 weird children's horror songs. They're amazing, dude. Oh, I'm totally gonna go look this I, up. That I, sounds amazing. I can't remember what it's called, but it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. There's like one of them's called "My Body's a Zombie for You," and <laughs> it's it's they're great, dude. Kid, okay, I'll kid tell Yep, his, kid apocalypse yeah. uh, category. It's called Dead Man's Bones. Is the okay. name of the band. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, I just he's one of those people where like young Mike wanted to hate him, like <laughs> yeah. just straight up hate him. Uh-huh. But like it was, I couldn't. I'm like, nah, right. he's pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah, like I agree. Cool dude. <laughs> and he was amazing in the first in uh, not the first man, the um, the last man, the last man. Last man? Astronaut. Oh, the one where he's the astronaut. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. First man. First man. First man. Because it's the first man. Right. Yeah. Two more things. Chris Pine yeah. says he wants to return to Tarantino's project. And I say, but don't. Because the more we learned about that, it was entirely set in the 60s gangster episode of Star Trek. And no thanks. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> do we okay. need that? We do not need that. 
You know what I'm talking about, right? I have no idea what you're referring to. I have not seen the last Tarantino movie, so I'm not... I haven't either. I'm, yeah. Well, actually, I actually really enjoyed it, and I think it's worth seeing, but I'm biased because it's set in my childhood hometown. Right, right. That said... And I took, I took it, a step and, back it, from it. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. please. Well, I was going to say, and, and uh, Brad Pitt drives a car McGee around, so it didn't hurt. And, see, I'm, I really want to watch Brad Pitt and Leo do their thing, but... Every time Charlie Manson's attached to something, I'm like, and you've lost me, man. I don't want Charlie in anything. Like, let that dude's legend disappear. Yeah, legit. You don't need yeah. that ass. Yeah, I, I, I would it. like I to see you. it. I just haven't seen it for free anywhere. <laughs> yeah, if it pops up for free, I'll go, I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah. From the things I like about Tarantino, you know, moving past the uh, the dialogue, some of the dialogue and some of the conceits that his early stuff had that we liked at the time, but he yeah. had to evolve. When I think about it in terms of shot structure, setting, pacing, the choices made in the references that are not necessarily literal references, but allusions to things he loves, the way in which he mutates reality, the kinds of things he did yeah. in um, Inglorious Bastards, he's mutating the, the reality Bastards. of Hollywood at this time in this movie yeah. in yeah. a way that is amazing. He he blends DiCaprio's characters he 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 blends DiCaprio into a legit Western series, and he just blends it in and mutates it until that's the reality. And the point I'm watching this going, I can't, I can't decide anymore what is real and what is his his reality of of these All kinds right. of shows. You've sold it's me. insane. You sold me. But there's I mean, long shots I mean. of Westwood, and there's these long these long shots of of you know Margot Robbie walking down the street in her like kind of go go outfit and. And I, I swear Robbie. to you, she passes right by the donut shop I went to when I was a kid, and it, they've they've luxed it, they've they've de-aged it to make it look period. And what's amazing about it is that's what I knew it as, right? Because I sure, went there in the is. late seventies, and I'm like, well, that's exactly right. It looks really, really good. <laughs> um, but there's amazing stuff they do. But actually, the Mancini stuff, the weird cult stuff that's part of yeah. this film, but not all of the film, is my is the weakest part in my in my case because I don't care either and I don't like it. So yeah. in the second and third viewing of it, I cut it. I just jumped ahead mm. through that whole section. I think it's worth seeing it once, but after that, I'm like, you know, I like it better if I just chop that all. So yeah, you judge our binged it. Nice. <laughs> I sure. Did you see today that some some uh, CGI guy released um, their version of the Sith Jar Jar meme? You know, the idea that oh, remember that thing that was going on for mm-hmm. years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like on like Inverse or comic book movie, and they were like, you know, what if? You know, big news, no news. What if yeah, Jar Jar really. Binks was yeah. was was really the Sith Lord? Well, this guy right. did one of those those deep CGI renders of a, 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 like a wicked nasty Sith uh, Gungan, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks dope as hell. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll take it almost, except cool. I won't. Um, yeah, last I thing that, I'll say, I love that twenty yeah. percent of our news has been Tom talking about deep fakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at thirty three percent we have to pay. Right. So um, the last thing I'll say is, and this is most relevant to actually everybody here, I think, has touched this with different degrees of success. Whoa, 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 whoa. Danger talk. Danger talk. It's not deep fakes. It's not it's not uh, dick dick and butts over there. It's cyberpunk 2077. So I just wanted Uh, to touch on this because it's been another couple weeks since that disaster. And I wanted each of you to tell me if you ever touched it again or what your experience has been since we last talked about it. So, Chris, you had made a character and stopped. 
I yeah. made a character and got as far as the first like event thing that you do, and then I started playing something else. And I plan on going back to it eventually, but I thought I'd let them do a couple of you know updates and stuff, yeah. tweaks. I'm playing on a PS4 yeah. Pro, so it was playing Ooh. fine while I was playing. But yeah, once once you get about three missions in, you're gonna crash mm. a lot, bro. That's what I was worried yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I on five, yeah. I'm on a five, I'm on a five, and I crashed at least a dozen times. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, so 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 I'm the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I did everything. Like I did every side mission. Okay. I beat the game. I did everything. Um, I got my romance, uh, and we could talk about the romance mechanics and some of the gender stuff in that game mm-hmm. because. Right. They made some choices. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Not saying I agree with them. Uh, but so I played the entire thing. Um, uh, apart from the crashes and some of the gender stuff, uh, I felt like I was playing a cyberpunk game. Like, it was... I I went the punch people to death route, so mm-hmm. I don't think they expected people to go that route, so the game was really easy for me mm-hmm. <laughs> like i got gorilla arms like i saved enough money to buy gorilla arms almost immediately nice. and from that point forward it was just all body and like i would punch people two times and they were done That's like hilarious. some some of the big big bad guys didn't last like, it was hmm. like gook gook and i'm like and that's even non-lethal bro well, what what wow. <laughs> huh. that's amazing um, i i only did i mean i think i did just a little bit more than chris like i only did it through the thing where you it's one of the first things that people complained about that they knew that things were going off the rails that um you get stripped of your position at arasaka and then and i was bummed because remember i'm an old school not only just the genre but the cyberpunk game guy so when they're using the old school corpse that i knew from growing up i'm like Mm. i have i have vinyl stickers of arasaka on stuff so i was like Yeah. yeah And then when when your character loses, you know, gets uh, betrayed or whatever, and then you're gonna go go through that the um, the rebound when it goes into montage, and I was like, wait, wait, I don't get to play that stuff. Yeah. At that moment, yeah. it was that time in the night where at that first night where I was like, yep. And I know that it was to just set up the new status quo for the next section of the game. But I was annoyed was that fun. I didn't get to do all those things. So so the the reason they did that is because you went corp, I went yeah. nomad. Okay, Ruby I was nomad too. Yeah. yeah, and Ruby went corp. So Ruby's playing it right now, and that that speaks volumes for this game. I mean, Ruby is a gamer, but she's just like, eh, you know, it looked cool, and then she started playing it. And one of the one of the reasons why is because she made a trans character, and you can do that in this game, right? Which right. I thought was really interesting, and yeah, I thought they right. were going to do something with that, um, right? They didn't. No, and they no. kind of object. They kind of objectified it in the game a little bit, and I'm like, mm, right, awkward. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had a couple uh, of like opportunities. They could have done some really good stuff with it, and then they just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I made a pretty andro- androgynous character myself. This was the direction I, I went just to see what, how it would affect. I was just fiddling with the models, you know, as you're trying to make your character yeah. and kind of make choices that were skewing in that, you know, trying to just. Mm, make it interesting to myself. But then I was irritated that the, I had no choice in the voice. 
So all of a yeah, sudden, it's the just, voicing it's just, is yep, two voices in particular. Yeah, and that's what I mean, and you I don't get to pick which voice either. Yeah, I made I like a character. The... I made a character that was very specifically maybe more female than male in some affectation, but really not really sure. And I yeah. chose not to define them as I was. I was making them a gender fluid character, and then it decided it was. I thought I was going to have a choice of voices, and I could pick what I wanted it to be. And no, nope. you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's. It's only two, but you can yeah, be masculine that's what or I'm saying. Yeah, 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 no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, surprising no one, I picked a, a little redhead. I made a little redhead who could kick my ass. So, <laughs> right. <Perfect>. I mean. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they've been doing refunds to people, and it's off the shelf and all this. I I paid not only full price, but I did the pre-order a year earlier, right? So mm-hmm. I Me did too. crack it and play it. Um, I, I will play it once. I think I'm waiting, maybe going to wait for some patches, but I yeah. may not. I will say, um, and we'll talk about this more later uh, at the end of the segment, but um, yeah, I, the biggest problem for me was everything was going wrong on my PlayStation because yeah. my graphics card was failing. So when I'm getting blocky, high-speed blocky black polygons all over all the rendered f- characters... I can't get into anything, so that's why I stopped Ghost of Tsushima too. Because I'm like, well, this is right. I'm crawling around in the mud, but I'm like, I look like a, um, I, I look like a bad guy in a Suicide Squad movie, right? right. <laughs> I, was like, right. I was covered in googly eyes. <laughs> I'm like, this is not right. working for right. me. Okay, the, it does yeah. it does play better on a five. Uh, as I said, just every time you do that's a mission, good. just save it. I mean, just get used to saving, kind of on a on a nice loop. I yep. had three rotating saves. Yeah, um, just in case. See, and that's how I've played all the Fallout games anyway. So I was yeah, already fair. doing that because anytime I'd walk through a door, God knows if you're making it back out or not. Oh, also <laughs> right, fair. Right. Also yeah. fair. Um, I will say one second. Check this out. Ruby got right. me this. So I guess I should have Mike do the review for Cyberpunk for the issue because nobody else I know has actually played it. Well, I thought that uh, Devin made his way through That's some cool. of it, right? Devin's played Did it, he? but he hasn't played much of it. So, he, yeah, Ruby got uh, me the world book. Devin game, started playing it, but he didn't get very is, far in. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of awesome. Oh, look at that. Ooh, that's cool. Oh, I, did I screw up my sound somehow? No, you're I good. I don't know. You sound fine here. Can you hear us? Talk hear again? Us? Yes. Yes. I'm yes, talking. I can hear you. Yo, wow. There we go. There it is. <laughs> lady, lady, I turned myself down. Yeah, but it's it's check this out. It's gorgeous. I turn myself down all the time. I know. This is why he only I goes mean, to one drink a month now. Wow, that is gorgeous looking. Yeah. Wow. It's and the entire book is just history. I mean, Tom, you'll know most That's of this stuff. Awesome. But it's just history and So I will definitely you know, get that. Art, but I've been I've been always incredibly hard on cyberpunk art. And yeah. uh so it's this looks pretty good to me. Yeah, that looks awesome. Oh, yeah. look at the logos. That's yeah. rad. It's so good, dude. It's so good. And like that's just the that's just the inside liner. Ah, oh, that's gorgeous. Just graffiti. Dude, I, I just picked up a, a RPG called Mutant Call Crawl Classics. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's designed to be like a tribute to like a 70s sci-fi RPG. Sure. And sure. it is beautiful. All of the art in it's got that, that perfect 70s RPG aesthetic. And nice. like the covers all hand drawn and super sketchy and crusty looking. It's 
it is amazing looking. And I just, I love books like that where you pick them up and you immediately feel the world that you're oh, in yeah. when you're holding oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, not to be, like, even the case feels. That's so yes. cool. It's so ridiculous. It really does. It has that, it has that, um, it has the, uh, the dated anachronistic physical uh, mechanics to the case, but also with the, with those, with the, with the, with the rational angles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Horizontal 45 horizontal. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about? Like that's, that's oh, total, yeah. oh, that's yeah. <laughs> total legit cyberpunk design right there. Um, this, this is, this is a, uh, this is a medicine cabinet, but it's a cyberpunk medicine cabinet because it opens as a scaling triangle. Um, and now, let us take one moment for some unique and desirable advertising content about things you like. So as one of our 333 loyal listeners, or 333,000 loyal algorithm-based listeners, you may have noticed that uh, Chris of Deeply Dapper joined us this episode for the first time in a while. He's been very busy on a lot of things happening, and chief among them is finishing up the latest product deliverable for his Patreon. And I want to talk briefly about that and encourage you to join and participate. So if you go to patreon.com and search for Tabletops and Tentacles, you will find a sweet, sweet opportunity to read an old school magazine like you used to read when you were younger or you heard about from like old uncles and stuff of my age who talk about the good old days when they read paper things. But anyway, it's a sweet magazine. It's a compilation of a lot of different content from different guest creators as well as regular creators, even a little something-something from your old friend, Wrong Rocket. Uh, if you like games, and you like comics, and you like fantasy, and you like creating, I think you're going to love it. These magazines are jam-packed and available to you as a Patreon subscriber, so go to Tabletops and Tentacles and join now. Issue number two has just been released, and it is packed absolutely packed with good stuff so there you go do it today see that wasn't painful at all now let us return to the number one good robot crack and podcast yes, all right exactly. so so spe- speaking of things that should be um not scaling but are but maybe it's okay let's talk about our main event uh wandavision okay how do you guys want to talk about this we're four at the time of this recording we're four episodes in which is three in world episodes and one out of the bubble episode spoilers mm-hmm. for everybody who cares whatever so do you <laughs> want to just bounce all over do you want to talk about characters do you want to talk about first impressions what are what we went in with our expectations maybe i mean how do you want to do this sure do expectations uh, yeah do sure expectations. all right all right um okay i'll go first i had very low expectations <laughs> i, I had high hopes what to go into yeah i had high hopes but as soon as I saw the marketing material showing, because I went in wanting it to be the Tom King stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then when I saw the early marketing material and then the first trailer and I saw all of the conceits of of the I Love Lucy format and all that and the laugh track and I saw that it was going to be a sitcom. Although this gives me more hope for um, She-Hulk being a half hour sitcom. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when I saw that, I was like, no, 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 that's not what I wanted at all. I wanted... The cold. I wanted the like, mm, Coen Brothers version of the Tom King movie, not the, mm, you know, uh, ultra, con- 
ultra stylized conceit version of a Wes Anderson version of that same story. And I was like, you know, I don't know. This is what I, what I want going in. And I just put my brain in a jar and I accepted it for exactly what it was in the first few minutes. in, I thought, you know, if it works for me as it is just that little, the, 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 the the bullshit of like pretending to be a, a, an old timey sitcom. I was like, if I can buy it that way, then maybe I'll get through this. And like part of the way into the first episode, I was like, wow, I just realized I had accepted it. And I was just watching like, oh, no, will she make dinner in time? You know, like, OK, <laughs> so success. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? I really I it was kind of off my radar and I didn't really care about it that much. Um, but we just decided to sit and watch it one of the days. And I was like, oh, hey, this is. it's really subtle i love some of the really subtle background stuff that they did to hint that the things were wrong Uh Uh my favorite stuff yeah yeah and i just i i think they did such a great job like the set design's amazing and the the way it changes for each episode has just been so perfect and it's all these weird touchstones right because it's like it's like the dick van dyke show house and then it's the freaking Brady Bunch. Uh, Brady Bunch house? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, what is going on? So yeah. perfect. Like, I don't know who who like did all their set design, but it is so well done. Yeah. And like when they're standing outside and you can almost tell that there's like a backdrop that they're standing in front of, and it just yeah. it looks so good. <laughs> so Well it's like it's like anything like um ever since the cat in the Matrix spawned mm-hmm. the concept that if the world is wrong and it's a fabricated reality you're going to see an artifact and if the artifact is spotted that's when you start to pull yourself out of the 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 the, um delirium that you're in there it's been really successful in making the artifacts very subtle but not not hammering them and also not making them making them nods to us but not necessarily nods to them well into it before you start to see vision struggling against the 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 reality programming that he's been built with right mm, you yeah. see him starting to push yeah. the push and prod the limits of it um but early on you've seen the little irregularities or you're seeing the references to things that you know are is wrong and they don't at all hammer they don't lean on it hard at all it's very subtle mm-hmm. and i like that so i didn't like Having having vision being dead, yes, I didn't. I was like, "What the hell story are we talking here? Like, are we doing? Right. Are we doing disassembled? Are we doing like? Right. Where are we going with this? And I'm like, I'm cool with whatever you do. I just want to know, like, what is this? And I really don't want it to be Wanda cracking up. And I know right. it's probably going to be Wanda cracking up. I just I think it might be the other way around, though. I wanted something. I don't know. It just seems. It seems like the easy button now is to be like, "Oh, Wanda's fucking crazy," mm-hmm. and yes, fucked up the but, world. But I don't think. But honestly, I don't think that that's what they're doing. I think that they're yeah. leading us down the wrong path of breadcrumbs. Right, I think I, that I, she's I, being manipulated into this path, and and I think that it, she's actually restoring. It's grief processing, and she's I working so her way too. through it. And I don't. So the thing. So the reason, like, jumping away from expectations, real quick. Is because the energy signature around the building isn't hers. Even though she right. seems to be manipulating some stuff inside, mm-hmm. that energy wave they pass through is something else. Yeah. Right. So, but well, uh, so I went in with yeah. I went in with kind of low because I'm like this is probably just gonna be Wanda's crazy. And to tell you the truth, I we watched the first three episodes in one sitting because okay. 
they're only 30, 27 minutes apiece. Yeah, and right. uh, I did not like it for the first two episodes. I was like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, I watched the Dick Van Dyke show. I'm good. Like, this is did not you, doing anything for me. Did you watch all the, did you watch the closing credit animations on each one too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that I found interesting. And, like, I liked it when the thing started to break a little bit. Like, the little breaks and yeah. the 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 stinger at the end of the first yeah. episode. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, but I was like, I'm going to keep going because I love everybody in it. And they're all doing a great job. And they're doing a very good job of making these things that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, like that Dick Van Dyke one. Very Dick Van Dyke, and the Bewitched one was yeah. very Bewitched, and the Brady Bunch one was very Brady Bunch. Like, it was great. They did good encapsulations of those things. Mm-hmm. Gum in the and gears. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they broke yeah. them. Uh, and it, honestly, that that third episode, it had me, and the fourth episode, mm-hmm. I was 100% in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because they yeah. allowed us, I mean, it, they did a little bit of hand-waving about the the idea that she, that this is being broadcast on wavelengths. And if it's not a mojo yeah. world, then there's no reason for this to happen. But, right. but right. I will say, uh, but I will say, I think that, um, uh, as we went in, I watched it week to week, but I started feeling like, and I don't want to say it's inception, but I started feeling like there's a layer and then there's another yeah. layer. And so yeah. for example, at first we're being fed that there are deviations. And as the deviations start to become, get her attention, she's yeah. like, no, 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 don't, don't break my, no, don't, don't yeah don't bog don't do this and yeah. she cut like the bee the beekeeper no mm-hmm. and things like oh that. my god when you figure out what that is yeah so good oh i but love so that that conversion yeah. to the correct era appropriate yeah. outfit was yeah. so cool but the but the but the but the double like the inception component of it is uh, best encapsulated for me with the thing where the neighbor and um what's her name that i love so much are hanging out randomly hanging out by the wall and he's yeah. been he's been edge trimming, and, yeah. and Vision goes out and it's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just head trimming." And she's like, "I'm just the sitcom neighbor that's here talking because I'm at the edge yeah. of the set." And then right. he and then you see the wrongness, like he cuts through the brick, right. and he's like, "Oh, you you made a, a miscut there." He's like, "I sure did." And then they start planting the seeds of doubt about Monica Rambo, and they're like, "Yeah, she's yeah. not from around here, and also she doesn't have anywhere to live, and also it's weird." And he runs back in, and I started thinking. Wait a minute, that's the double fake that they're encouraging her to figure out that Mon- that she is what she is and push her out right. because yeah. it's it's distra- it's actually helping her out of it's yeah. it's going to help her out of the delusion that she's in. Right? Yeah, I think so. So and I thought that was interesting. So photon, uh-huh. photon being in the show makes me. So I mean, happy. I mean, oh my god, it's like what another Captain Marvel. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. So how did you feel about the way that they um, tied back to the post-blip or whatever it is, the blip? The post-blip. You know, the blip. Uh, so friends and I watched this, and we were all discussing how this will be the first thing, other than that Spider-Man movie, the Marvel Universe will deal with post-blip. And right. I'm 100% happy that the very first thing we see in the real world is someone dealing with post like that post blip freaking chaos. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, I thought good. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, and I like that they're using Monica as an example of someone who's trying to deal with their processing that trauma by yep. investing, just, just focusing on the work. Like she showed up, right? Like I'm ready for work. And they're like, your, your credentials don't yeah. work. And 
Don't yeah, you want to no, take that's... some more time off? You know. Yeah, I love and I like I like the the slight shift to the sword acronym. The, yes. The, yes. The special yeah. is it special weapons. It's something uh, weapons. Yeah. Uh, observation and research division. Is it special? Right. Superhuman? Superior? It's it something, something about. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But as opposed to worlds. So. Right. Yeah, uh, it's definitely weapons. It's it's basically like, um, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, sentient. It's sentient because it's sentient, sentient weapons. Worlds observation research. Three, right, research sentient, three, sentient yeah. weapons. Sentient so weapons. Is, yeah, trapping which people is, who are too are too powerful. Yeah, which and, is uh, which brilliant. Does, yeah, which is brilliant. also but also begs the question because who's one of the main sentient weapons in the in the established MC Amer or uh, so I should say Terran MCU? It's Captain Marvel. Right? Well, so where's I mean, that about? Yeah, I mean every Avengers ascension weapon except for Hawkeye and Black Widow, and yeah, they all have but... ascension weapons. Don't get me wrong, but they're not. Yeah. Weapons. It's like the Hulk is ascension <laughs> weapon. Yeah, but she's Hulk is a weapon of mass destruction. She's yeah. a she's got space she's got space yeah. parts in her, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So 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 this is just kind of a, a, a side thing, but um, I fell into I'm really really late to Reddit and, and I've and I've dodged all the things that are unpleasant about Reddit so far but I've been poking around at different subreddits to, that amuse me and I was going on to a subreddit that somehow related to this and they were it was this long collection of all the interesting things that people were coming up with that were alarming based on the rules of physics that have been defined in far from home and this with regards to the okay. play because people okay. came back where they were Yep. And they came back later in time. So there's yep. all these loopholes that they're like, well, okay, so when the when the snap happened, did all these people fall out of the sky? Or <laughs> like did, you know, like did Yeah. You know like and, and some of the stuff that people were writing in were like a lot of stuff I had thought about before, you know, I even thought I like for example, we've even talked before, like, well, hey, the earth moved. So mm-hmm. aren't people blipping back into there's all these rules that have been applied to how they re blip? Are people blipping into walls? And that sort of thing. But, like, someone brought up, like, what happens if a mother was pregnant and blipped and the fetus didn't, right? And then another one was like, well, how about if the fetus blipped and the mother didn't? And then the fe- and then, you know, <laughs> it's just like, there's a lot of weird shit. And so, like, they touched on a little bits of it in that hospital scene. And they talked mm-hmm. a lot about the, you know, like, her mom was, uh, was alive and then died of cancer while she was gone and, and, and yep. that kind of tragedy. And some people just kind of reappeared and fell right into walls and stuff, and but there was no permanent damage. You weren't, you weren't seeing phase change or teleporter accident stuff. But I'm really curious if they're going to ever lead into any more of that, or if they're just going to because so far they've been sort of like saying, uh, he he did it in such a way that it all worked out. <laughs> and they yeah, just I think, the, I think the official word from Marvel is that when he snapped, he snapped everybody so that they would be someplace safe. <laughs> right. And not but there are like fun. show yeah. up inside somebody right. else's body. I mean, because or... it's it's Tony's yeah. snap, right? Right. I mean, right. so it's Tony's like yeah. everyone everyone's safe and and home, you know? Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. But and, yeah. and early on, the, the most immediate thing that was talked about was like, you know, what about the people who moved on? Right. This is like the basic analog at the at yeah. first was someone came back from the dead, right? Or the yeah. someone's missing and then they come back and people have moved on. That's a trope that we've had forever. And then, the, and then the joke in Far From Home was uh, Martin Starr's character saying that his wife c- pretended to have snapped, right, and then moved on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so terrible. I mean, there's, I mean, there's lots of good stories. There, this is ripe for some really good 
dramatic right. pieces if they want to write them. Yeah. And they don't yes. want to make a superhero movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. They do want to make a deep superhero movie, which they can do at this point. Um I mean as as bad as the snap was in the movie and how much everyone was like, "Oh my god, how devastatingly depressing and shocking that scene was." I remember feeling like the the most potent bit of it was the stinger in Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. When he was mm-hmm. in there he's just left. and then they blipped. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Guys, guys." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Think of all the pilots that blipped. I mean, that's, yeah, what, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, people doing um, surgeons are performing surgery that blipped, and you know, yeah. Or snapped. so. Quick segue from Ant Man and the Wasp. One of yes. my favorite things was Jimmy Woo doing the magic trick that Scott Lang taught him. <laughs> that it was, was cool. But, but the difference is, he got it. He had worked it out, and he was actually doing it right in uh, WandaVision. Yeah. He had fixed yeah, it, it yeah. was right. Yeah, it was very sweet. I thought that was a really sweet, just yes. kind of. Yeah, I really loved. I like. I like Jimmy Woo. I think he's Me great, a great character. He's um, a fun actor, and it's a great character. And actually, they yeah. those two, him and Cat Dennings, have great. I don't yeah. know if anyone has bad chemistry with Cat Dennings, but yeah. he had good be, chemistry with. Her. It'd be really hard. She's yeah. pretty freaking awesome. Agreed. Coffee? No one's. <laughs> No one's yeah. giving me coffee. Okay, I'm invested. She's there's been like when when she when they sh- like when they scrolled into that van. I was like, oh my god, Captain! <laughs> I yeah. was so happy. I was so happy. Um, yeah, there was a just, there was a little bit of a. I, I was a little disappointed in a show that is playing, you know, putting so much effort into trying to be realistic about the the parameters that they've defined for this yeah. story. I was a little annoyed at one thing if I may gripe, and that is that they established that from the moment that they have determined that there's the bubble, right? So Jimmy Choo being there like, whoop, mm-hmm. Rambo's gone, to when Kat Denning shows up and they've got that whole, you know, E.T., they got the whole complex set up. Actually, it looks yeah. more like Annihilation. They mm-hmm. said it was uh, a couple of days later or something. They, they said it was a very quick turnaround, and I thought yeah. the way the infrastructure is shown... That was a couple weeks of setup, and it kind of pissed me off. Sure. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. There's <laughs> yeah, something I don't fair. like. <laughs> that's fair. It was, yeah, we, 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 as we're watching, are like, wait, is time going differently on the inside than the outside? Right. Like when, when Rambeau shows up and the helicopter, and it's like, we're, are, are we, are we one for one? Is something like, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's. Well, I, and I also, my other gripe yeah. is that the, the sword drone that she brought out, was yes. set up like a helicopter so that it had a better analog to what it was mutated into in the world. And that's, it should have just been a quadcopter because no one would ever, ever, ever have the other thing. It didn't <laughs> need to be a fake mini-hopped, mini hopped mini two wing helicopter. Shots for stupid people. I'm just. I know. Shots for stupid so, people. so I, I find it interesting that both, um, both main characters and the actors portraying them, the actors portraying them are doing an incredible job at what they're doing. They're being asked oh, yeah. to do something way. Hard. Oh yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that there. And I actually am really impressed with Olsen. I think that she's she's, she's doing, yeah. She, yeah. especially when the, like in the fifties one when she was kind of got the singy songy thing going on. And yeah. I was like, she's. They're both, and and the way she's doing the thing where you get the little moments of realization in her eyes before yeah. she slips out of the fantasy a bit. I think they're yeah. doing a great job, but everything else around them is more interesting to me than they are, which I think is a good thing. But I, I don't think know. it's good now. I think it's right. good for them just to be scene dressing for this, and then they'll take a more active part. I think episodes seven, eight, and nine 
I think is where they're yeah. is where they're going to be, and then ten will be resolution and right. kind of seizing everything up. Um, yeah, yeah. She's. At, have you seen the interview of Paul Bettany uh, when he learns he's gotten this this gig? Have you seen this? No. So he does this interview where he he's like, so I tell my wife, well, uh, I've just been killed in the movie. That was my last scene. So um, I guess I should start looking for more work now. And his wife, who is of course Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer and the Connelly. voice of the yes. other, the voice of the other Iron Man suit. Um, yes. Uh, he's he goes in and he's like he's like I just I expect them to be gentlemen, so they're going to look me in the eye and tell me I'm fired. It'll be fine. And he's like, and no one's making eye contact with me on the set as I walk through. It's all comes hello, hello. He says he comes in and says. Uh, I had a wonderful experience. I think this was great. Um, everyone was wonderful to work with. I had a wonderful time. Thank you for this opportunity. And they go, are, are you are you quitting, Paul? And he's like, no, aren't, aren't you firing me? They're like, no, we wanted to talk to you about a television idea. And he's like, oh, no, please, please continue. <laughs> at least he didn't lean into the, at least he didn't do the other direction. He leans in. He's like, oh, I was tired of this place anyway. You know. right, right. The party was no, dead anyway. I mean, and. Imagine Paul Bettany saying this, so it's much more yeah. charismatic and better. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, any man still my favorite role is, is him being Chaucer. Still love the role. <laughs> well, I was so it's unfortunate for a day, that uh, you'll be naked for eternity. But <laughs> it's 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 too bad that Begin Again Blake Simmons isn't here because he had warned me in advance that he was going to be the Minority Report on both Wonder Woman eighty four and WandaVision. Of course, I think he must have assumed that we loved Wonder Woman. I don't know. But I think at least in the first couple episodes he was hating it, and yeah. I think that he came he came around to finding it interesting is as we got into three maybe. Yeah. But one of the things he did say was he's come to the realization that he there's just not a thing that he likes that Paul Bettany does, and and I remember being kind of struck by that, and I'm hoping later we'll get to hear him explain because I don't know that I've ever met anyone who who were was rubbed the wrong way by Paul Bettany. Yeah. <laughs> right? And most people just prefer to be rubbed by Paul Bettany at this point. So I think that that's, that says something. So Chris, what were some of your impressions once you at, once you actually got into it? Like, is there, I mean, was there certain things that were really struck you that you liked, or there's a point where they it kind of grew on you more, or what? Did, well, what did I mean, I talked about the like the set dressing and everything, and how impressive that was. Um, yeah. I mean, beyond that, I think I just kind of I, they're they're 27 minutes long, so I didn't get that invested, yeah. but I enjoyed them. I really like the episode four giving us the other side of it and mm-hmm. building it and building it as a timeline. So you saw yep. the changes because I especially like that she picks up that, wait, the broadcast changed, but she starts to say, but why did it change? Because mm-hmm. everyone else is like, oh, it changed. Right. Right. Because she doesn't make um, Anya. What's Anya's real name? Sorry. The actress who played <laughs> Anya and Buffy. Um, I don't oh, remember uh, her name either. Yeah, she's she's the blonde horrible yeah. woman who runs yeah. like the the committee. Dottie, Cause, Dottie. Yeah, because Dottie, like, Wanda didn't make her shatter that glass. That was right. her locking up when someone was messing with that. Right, right. That world, but I mean, maybe it is Wanda's power messing with her. It's just, I really hope it's not. <laughs> I think well, it's interesting know, yeah. that like all of the the effects stuff is very hexagon related, oh, yes. and that's yeah. not. Wanda Mm-mm. stuff. That's well, more I mean, vision stuff. Does, well, but it's a nod. Does, but it's a nod. She does it's a hex. Hex things. That's true. Yeah, that's hex true. powers. Hex powers. I thought that's uh-huh. what the nod was. D- 
Did you guys, um, okay. All right. Uh, shit. I can't Sorry. You've, you've there's a hex base. A, there's a hexagon I've, base re- reference in Expanse that I can't talk about yet. All right, go on. Sorry. I'm just, I'm going through Paul Bettany's back catalog to be like, what, what were you, like, how could you be offended at this movie? This movie's great. <laughs> it was Emma yeah. Caulfield, by the way. That's ah, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah thank you. You know, uh, one of the things that they showed early on was that um, when there is power being used, it's it's context appropriate. So, like, she mm-hmm. was doing telekinesis in a very, uh, like, things are on strings way. It's a very cumbersome yes, thing. Yes, I loved that. It's very, very stylized. It doesn't look oh, at all like what you associate with her. And Ex- then until when she, yep, the choke. Yep. And when the choking happens, then you see the powers start then you see him start to look right and her his powers start to look right her powers start to look right remember that was the first time when like when he phased in you yep. saw the phase look right and before mm-hmm. that anytime he did anything it was very stylized it wasn't what it looked yeah. like and by the same token when she had enough of monica rambo that's, that's when she went full go. on yep. eventually yeah. it became the, the hands and everything but yeah. right at the first part you saw the color shift and you're like uh uh-uh, okay it's it's her it's her powers that are coming in, you know, properly. So, do you guys have any theories? I've been trying to stay away from the stuff online where people are making their theories. Other than when we, we walked into this and everyone said it was Mephisto. But I'm curious, hmm. because that's, of course, Agatha Harkness and everything. And I'm just curious, do you, what do you guys think at this point? Do you have any pet theories? I would like it to be the Molecular Man. Ooh, that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. you, know, you, got, because you got me there. The- because the molecular man always, like, not always, but does this small town bullshit all the time and, like, yep. controls an entire small town by himself just because yep. he's that kind of megalomaniacal shithead. Yep. So, yeah. uh, yep. What about you, Chris? I honestly, I haven't had any theories about it. I'm just enjoying it. <laughs> I know that's blasphemy to say on, uh, nerd podcast but <laughs> i was sure i was sure that you were going to say that you thought this was all happening in the trailer of us one but that's fine you, you, you didn't rise to the challenge damn it so i was gonna i was gonna take mine back for a joke one too but you did us one and that's a better joke what were you gonna say i was gonna say, i was gonna say it's the unicorn yeah <laughs> um that's right oh my we, God. we've talked about that many times who has shown up in the new in the new um in the new iron man run which is has he really? Um, oh yeah, which is amazing if you aren't reading it. The oh, new I'm Iron Man yet. run is so good. Okay, <laughs> Iron Man twenty twenty is hot garbage. Uh, yeah, but like the new run that just started, I think it's like five issue, five five issues in. It's Tony and freaking Wild uh, Wildcat. Is that right? It's Patsy. It's Patsy Hellc- Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah, yeah. It's Tony and Hellcat freaking just going back to basics. It's you know he likes so those redheads good, weirdly though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, that's interesting. I'm I'm still trying to go chronologically in uh, in my uh, in my Marvel Unlimited subscription, mm-hmm. and so I'm mm-hmm. slogging through. I'm stuck because you're 2009... in the years, aren't you? Oh no, you're no. I'm in a... okay. No, I'm in I'm in like 2019, early oh, okay. 2019 Marvel, and I'm like mm-hmm. I hate this all. And I'm sliding into the Star Wars stuff again. So I'm like going slow because yeah. I'm just not liking any of the stuff I'm reading. But I'm wait. Sure. I just wait. I got to get to where some of the <laughs> things you told me are good. Okay. So I have a couple of thoughts on, on what it could be uh, less likely, but more like I'm just kind of imagining it. So, and by the way, one of my favorite things we've seen was the, and, it, and it's an example of where I think Wanda's subconscious is starting to push back against the reality 
that she's being manipulated into creating for herself. So her brain is trying to process trauma despite being manipulated into not doing so. And it is when in the uh, Bewitched one, Bewitched mm -hmm. one? In the third one, when he comes in the door Brady, and he's... Brady Bunch. Brady yeah, Bunch. He's, he's, he's dead vision with the core because I thought that yeah. was one of the most harrowing images in all of Marvel's oh, yeah. cinematic universe was him with it cored out of his head because it was yeah. just like... Bah, bah. <laughs> so I yeah. love that we saw that. <laughs> So God. one of the things I thought of and was... And again, oh, go ahead. Did, you watch, did you watch those Legends snippets? Because mm -mm. they were really well done. They were... Uh, so it's, there's one for Vision, there's one for Wanda. And it just gives you a nice recap of the cinematic history of that character before right. this happens. And it does, it does the bit where Wanda actually breaks the gem and fucking Thanos reverses time. It's like, you are such a dickbag. You are the worst fucking villain ever. <laughs> yeah, I um, well, and also, it, 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 okay, um, I'm I'm splitting off again, but like I think also I really like how we've seen elements of references to the MCU continuity that are inconsistent with that world. Like she makes um, Wachovia references about like where is she from? You yeah. know, where's that mm -hmm. accent from? Which is a nod to the fact that her accent has changed. Right? Yeah. And where are you from? Oh, I'm from Wachovia, whatever. And then Wachovia? Wachovia? Is that what did they call it? And then. Sokovia, I think. Sokovia. Sokovia. Yeah. And then at the same time, um, what was great about the part where Monica Rambeau herself is starting to come out of it was when she made the reference to Quicksilver. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. what did you say? She yeah. was as surprised as Monica was at what was yeah. said because it, it jogged them both at that moment. And I thought that was mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so initially I thought, yeah, it's a Mephisto thing because it just seemed like, just thinking back to the history of Scarlet Witch, but then once once I started watching, I started thinking it could be a version of a Mojo world that we're doing a Truman show kind of thing because I was really having mm -hmm. trouble with the conceit of why is it sitcoms? Mm -hmm. Because they never even established like... They didn't even establish that Wanda grew up watching American sitcoms or something, because it's a, a trope that they've used right. a lot of times with non-American-born right. yeah. people and how they absorb American culture. It wasn't like that either. It's just yeah, there's like, been it's, no references to that with any right. with either of them. Right. right. So it's very that that conceit is really there. Like, I mean, and the whole idea that it's being transmitted on a wavelength that no one gets anymore, and she and Dennings was able to find it. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's got to be a reason why it's a show. Which leads oh, me snap. back to a mutation of Mojoverse, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it so there's a whole bunch of Big Bang energy in there, right? Yes. Could be the Beyonder. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was my second one was Beyonder. Yeah. I thought, if this is the way they're bringing a, a version of Beyonder into this, and then I mean, they he... get to play with how does the Beyonder exist, mm -hmm. because then that folds into, as much as they butchered the the Captain Hydra storyline and all that stuff a few years ago where it was a piece of cosmic cube that everyone yeah. was living in there's still that too right like if there yeah. i mean there's a stone fragment that is rea there's a stone that's a reality stone and i'm thinking like okay if they're pulling because they're most successful in the mcu when they pull from bits and pieces of comics continuity but they don't use it directly so what if mm -hmm. they say beyonder is it is an sentient manifestation from the gem and therefore it's doing for Wanda not a benevolent, not a malevolent thing, but it's doing what it thinks Wanda wants, mm -hmm. right? So okay. with all with all the shows that are coming out, 
Yes. Beyonder would be would make the most sense right. with the what if show with yes. the the Loki and the you know multiverse realignment bureau show. Oh my god! Like it's like wow. If the, if the, that would be if they did yeah. Beyonder. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I mean, I'm not sure it'll translate well to anybody but us. Well, we won't get I mean, high yeah, tops. Really. We won't get the high tops yeah. Beyonder for sure. Yeah, with the with yeah. the Michael Jackson Michael Jackson <laughs> jacket, but. Oh my um, god! But but was again, that, what that, they do best was that Ron Lim back in the day, or was that? No. I forget. Um, yeah, uh, I even think Al Milgram had his dirty little fingers involved in that at some point. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but the one thing that MCU does well and DC butchers is MCU finds the way to translate concepts and make it consistent in that world and make sense. So I don't sure, think we'd ever sure. get the. I mean, even when they did stuff with Doctor Strange, they made. It makes sense in their God, world that, differently than the that Doctor Strange movie did work really well. It was kind of mm. impressive. Yeah, so. I wanted Dormammu, and maybe we'll eventually get it right. I really wanted, yeah. <laughs> I wanted the the more traditional Kirby esque stuff, but more Ditko esque stuff, I guess. But I think they do a good job. I mean, uh, uh, certainly the uh, space stuff has proven this, right? Taika Waititi yeah. stuff, Ragnarok has shown, and Guardians of the Galaxy have shown that you can you can take some stuff and translate it pretty well. Yeah. If you do it with a certain uh, perspective on it, but I think something like Beyonder, I can see them bringing that in, but not being the humanoid. I don't think Sorry, it's going to be the just, humanoid magic beans. I think it's going to be something a little bit more esoteric. I what, just keep thinking of Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's such a good. It's... They're not slaves. What was I telling you that <laughs> she sucks? I why would no? I, I didn't say that. That's not what they said. <laughs> <laughs> They're forced to work that? for money. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think Beyonder might be just not humanoid. Maybe, maybe. But also, yeah. If you look at if you look at how the DC side of things does this stuff, DC when they want to bring a character in like the Beyonder, they butcher it. Marvel brings a character like the Beyonder in, and they make it work somehow. DC managed to make Maxwell Lord not work in a movie set in the 80s with all of the Wolf of Wall Street stuff and all the stuff that they could do, and they still didn't give him enough to do to make it make sense. Yeah. I, I have a lot of faith. I also have a lot of faith in the slow burn of the show. They're making yeah. it yeah, mysterious. I, I, I said to our buddy Blair, I said, look, you know, I honestly think that this is... I'm getting the vibe that this is like the lost we deserved, right? And he's like, it's early yet. And I'm like, you're right. They could still butcher it. But I feel like we're being given uh, crumbs to things they will actually reward us with as opposed to things that are just going to be dropped because it's so, so deliberate. So what do we? what's the 80s sitcom going to be? What, what was the 80s family sitcom? Alf? Was that, was that <laughs> Alf? I guess, yeah, right? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Alf. I don't know. That's a really good point. Well, I thought it was going to be something like um, the Facts of Life or sure. what's that stupid one my wife oh, loves so much. Different strokes. Different strokes. Well, yeah, but then they'd have to have more people of color on there. Yeah, um, yeah. true. <laughs> uh, no, no. You know what it is? It's um, and that was sarcasm. Um, what it is is uh, no. It's the show that this horrible show that my wife and the kids love so much. What's that one set in San Francisco? It's got the Full House. It's got the the Olsen twins on it, right? Yeah. yeah. Full House yeah. and Fuller House. That would house. be... Wait, that's 90s, though. Is it? No, it's 80s. The original yeah. Full House is 80s. Right? Let's see. Let's All see. right. I'm checking. 
Okay. Doesn't matter Keep anyway. Going, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> it, it's going to be bad clothes is what it is. It's going to be bad clothes is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Charles in charge. Hey. Punky Brewster. Oh, Punky Brewster! <laughs> I love Punky Brewster. Oh, Soleil Monfry, the biggest coach in her when I was a kid. Ah, for real. Uh, She's got a show now. 87. 87? Get out! Okay. So yeah, there's, 80, um, 80s. there's a Punky Brewster uh, sequel coming out. She's been filming, where she's the matriarch, really? of course. You know, yeah, it's kind of like the the Raven thing, right? She's now the 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 uh, female is she lead, be, and there's other. Kids. Is she going to be the new George? Is she going to take in a, so. a runaway? That would be so sweet. That would be super sweet. I'd that watch would be that. cool. Yeah, I would. Too. Can we can we get these? Maybe it'll be beasties? Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls. That? that would also be interesting. Golden Girls, but they're yeah. all celestials. <laughs> they're like they're like they're like three moons tall <laughs> yeah exactly that'd be interesting you're gonna wear that um yeah maybe so uh ooh, interesting that's fun because we don't know we have no idea what they'll do yeah. and they're running out of time which gives me hope that it will get out of this trope and get into right like we only have so many decades left that they they've set a decade marker right, right. so we only have a few more that they could do before recurrent Friends is going to be problematic. And so the Moon Fry still looks great. <laughs> Does she? Sorry, okay. I'm on a date right, here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so spinning probably, out Google. I think we'll do two more. I think we'll do. I think yeah. we're going to get like two more decades, and then it's going to then yeah, because yeah, I'll be yeah, will be five and six, and seven eight seven eight will be conflict. Nine will be resolution. Ten will be summing up. Well, but if it's also if it's two more decades, that lines up with when she is first exposed to the West in the True. MCU, right? Because it's in the two thousands that her character is sort of cracked in that way. So okay, so interesting. Uh, I still think that right now my power couple is is Wu and um, and Denning's character, and I really just want to see more of them. Someone She's... in one of the threads I read was saying. Um, you know, can we just, can someone please give them their own series? And then someone else pushed a link to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I had to laugh. Because, yeah, really, Wu and her, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vibes, right? Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, not good, better, right? but but con- conceptually it's the same <laughs> thing, right? <It's, laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to throw any rocks here, but Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but still, it's the same concept, right? If you're going to do that. I mean, uh, average like, humans in the super's world. How do you make Ming Na Wa not compelling in something? That's right. <laughs> like that takes hardcore effort. She scowled a lot. She had more fun playing an assassin in Star Wars than she had playing seven years of, uh, of you know whatever it is. Uh, you know, yeah, FBI the cavalry. FBI. Yeah, the cavalry, which was a great name, and they never really paid off. But yeah. Anyway, uh, she All right, came so, in and saved yeah. everybody once. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh WandaVision so so far so good getting better every episode mm-hmm. uh will be most interesting the farther away we get from the conceit of the show TV shows though right yeah yeah, yeah. I am more interested in what's happening not the and yeah it's it'll be interesting to see why why that was the premise you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it better right. not just be because he put Wanda and Vision's name together. It sounds like <laughs> I mean, right? Because I will, right. I will buy it. I will buy a ticket. I will arrive in L.A. and I will slap someone. 
<laughs> go right. It's like Lazy the limey. You're going to go on the plane. You're going to get off the yeah. plane. You're going to get a cab all the way over there. You're going to walk right up into the hangar and smack them. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the limey, you should go see the limey right away. Um, it's okay. showing in all major theaters, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, that's, wait, you, that's um, a, is that the Terrence Stamp one? Yeah. That's Terrence sure, Stamp, right? Sure yeah. as hell is. Yep. What's the... Mr. Is Mr. Brown the one with um, Alfred? Jackie Brown. Not Jackie Brown. Uh, Clarence. There's one that... Um, is Clarence Brown or something like that. Yeah, Carter Brown. Carter, Carter. Carter Brown, right. And that's is that's it? the one that, that Alfred did. And Alfred's name is... Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. Michael Caine. My God, oh. that didn't work in my brain. It was locked. It was like, no, nah, you can't have that name. I'm like, why not? Mark He's an amazing actor. <laughs> I mean, sure, he'll do anything for a fucking paycheck, but that's that's the job. It's Michael Caine. Uh, okay, so do you want to do some sweet, sweet uh, planned plundering today, Chris? Do you have okay, any planned wait. plundering? Oh, yes. yes. What is So planned plundering is things I'm going to do that I haven't started. Or that you're, in, you're continuing to do, Okay, right? So okay. in other words... You could be recommending something you're still in the middle of. I often do that. But plan plundering is like I just I started watching Expanse. So I'm going to be watching Expanse. That's what I'm planning to do. Plan okay, is the word cool. in there that is very important because you're planning okay. to do this. I'm planning. Okay, so uh, I, I actually I want to get it right this time. So I <laughs> I always I am, just invert it when I write it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I am planning yes, to sir. play God of War four because uh-huh. I'm at a lull in my games and I just finished the second re-release of Tomb Raider, Rise of yep. the Tomb Raider, uh, written by Terry Pratchett's daughter. Pretty oh, funny. Really? really? Yeah. So Terry Pratchett's daughter wrote Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider. Has not written the third one, which makes me kind of hmm. concerned about the third one. But huh. they, were free, they were free games for, uh, for PlayStation, PlayStation users. PlayStation Plus. Right, right. So I was like, hell yeah. Like, I dig a good Tomb Raider game. So yeah. And it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I I downloaded I, it. I haven't I haven't played it yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, think I missed that one because I haven't been on my PlayStation for a while. <laughs> yeah. I so I thought it was just like a collection. So I didn't know it was different from the one I'd already played because it's just the name's not different enough. <laughs> right. They me. really don't make it easy yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh crap! I need to play this one. So uh, yeah. So I decided, what's another game that people rave about that I haven't played because of reasons. And everyone raves about God of War 4, so I'm like, sure, you know what, it's free, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I played the first three, and then was kind of like, this series is kind of bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, and I refuse to play any more freaking Assassin's Creed games, because that's the same goddamn game every time. You tried, <laughs> did you try You would think you with try such radically different locations, they wouldn't be so similar, but boy, they sure are. I know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to climb this fucking tower and see the four objectives I got to do, and then go uh-huh. do the four objectives, then climb another fucking tower? Are you kidding me? This is your sixth game. Did you uh, Did you try Valhalla? Is that what, I, I haven't, and I, I haven't. I haven't, so I can't, I can't poo on the new But if game. you're going to... If you're going to be an assassin in the Viking world, you get to do all of your sneaky uppy with a big giant axe, right? Sure, that that makes that makes sense. I mean, at least the one in Egypt had cool swords. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends are big Assassin's Creed fans, and I'm like, 
I like the movie, and they're like, blasphemy! I'm like, okay, alright. But you I know, that's the, that's the conceit about the Assassin's Creed stuff that I don't get either. It's like the whole sci-fi throwing them into the other oh, past yeah. thing. I don't get that part doesn't has never clicked for me. I'm like, just let me play a Egyptian assassin. I'm fine with that. But yeah. the other it was part, a conceit. Like, it was oh? a conceit that someone decided they needed to use to make it make sense, and they never yeah. had to. And and I think I didn't see the movie, but the, I remember watching the the trailer and seeing him in the thing as a, mm-hmm. like a little sna- a snaky little matrixy thing that it was holding on to. Yeah. And I was like, you don't need to do that. We don't care. Just let yeah. him be in, like. We didn't. We barely needed the a hint of, of constructive tether to make quantum leap make sense. It didn't right. really matter. <laughs> it just said, put him in. Just put him in. Uh, and we go. is the tether of quantum leap the Rubik's cube thing that that Al yeah. uses? Is that the tether? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like it didn't even matter. Wait, it's almost like yeah, yeah. It's like because because it was a serial like a serialized story. Yeah. And they wanted that framework. They had to remind people why it was happening so that housewives didn't go, eh, what? But the bottom line yeah. is, it didn't matter. Just let us just have the same guy in different things. Go. Right? Anything else I mean, in your uh, planned wondering as well? Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to catch up on Far Sector. Hmm. Far Sector is a maxi series by DC put out hmm. by their Young Animals line about a african-american green lantern who is at the farthest reaches of the green lantern patrol sectors and she is on a planet where they have they have um a program that keeps your emotions in check because Mm. it's 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 four species all living together and they used to be at constant war and now they're they're all neutral so that they can all live together and there is a drug that you can take that lets you turn off the limiter. Mm-hmm. And it's about her trying to deal with this society starting to come apart at the seams because, because of emotions. Awesome. It's it. And it's written by, um, Jemison NK Jemison. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Hmm. It is such a good book. And I was reading it monthly and I'm like, no, this needs to be one of those sit down and read them all at once because it's oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you get to so, when you get to Discovery season three, there's going to be you're going to come across something that's going to make you think of this conversation. Okay, okay. So, uh, but yeah, so it's twelve issues. Two more issues are about to come out, and then uh, look for a trade maybe Q three this year. Yeah, Excellent. cool. I'll have and to high, check that out. Worth that's it. really good. Highly worth it. Also, also, beautiful art. Oh, yeah? I yeah, also wrote but, Expanse on your list of planned plundering yeah, because you're yes, trying to catch up on Expanse. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, keep talking. I can hear you. All right. What about you, Chris? Um, I need to get back to Immortals Phoenix Rising, actually. it's That's what I moved to after I decided not to play Cyberpunk because I need to review it for the magazine. And oh, yeah. I've, played, I've played some of it. I've just not been in much of a video game mood lately. But uh-huh. it it was fun. It's it's got a tongue in cheek humor to it that I didn't expect, and at times it's a little over the top. But it's it's more fun than I expected it to be. Actually, huh. it's got I've a seen very the ads for it, but I didn't know what it, I didn't really know anything much about it. Yeah, so it's it's got a very um, Breath of the Wild look to it, but a lot of the mechanics are quite different. But you're playing like a a 
Greek warrior who's trying to defeat, um, save the gods by defeating some big dude. And there's like dungeons with puzzles you've got to solve, and there's arrows oh. that you shoot at things, and it's kind of neat. I, you can play uh, boy or girl in it, which is kind of unusual for that type of game. You get to kind of mm-hmm. create your character and then play it from there, which I actually appreciate. Um, I don't know. It's I haven't played enough of it to really know how I feel about it yet. Um, that's Whoa. why it's my planned plundering. <laughs> yes, yes, I got it. You plan to plunder and love it. Yes. Yeah, we'll yes. see. I So far, it's been enjoyable, but not gripping enough that I've played a ton of it. And Mike was just showing us uh, images of the um, of the far sector, and it looked uh, delightful. Yeah, it's it's just it's freaking beautiful. That is gorgeous. It's yeah. such it's such clean art. It's so good. The artist is uh, Jamal Campbell. Hmm. Oh, okay. Nice. All right on my on my list, I yeah. have uh, I decided early on in our conversation I need to go back and rewatch the black hole. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my uh, god! And you're gonna love the fact they only had about twenty seconds of orchestral <laughs> music. That they have to loop in some spots. And it's just like, you guys ran out of money, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, the soundtrack is rough at times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Gosh, that reminds me. Yeah, okay. Um, Another one is uh, uh, Lupin, because you you commented on Lupin, and I thought, okay. Oh, if you need the name, it's Lupin the Third, colon, right. the first. <laughs> right, I remember that. Well, because when yeah. we were talking about it, when it first was, the trailer was first coming out, that's, you were, you were like, you know, Lupin the Third, the first, this is like the best thing ever in, in concept that they had to make it that complicated. I'm like, you're right, it's perfect. <laughs> um, okay, and then, the, so another one is, I got a big coffee table book of my own. No one bought it for me. I had to buy it myself. It was on my Christmas list and ignored and it is the Expanse art book. So it's the production oh. book about the concept art for the show. Oh, I cannot wait to see that when I can come over to your house and see things. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and it's it's still in plastic because I have not earned it yet for myself. Like, I have to just... I'm getting through some other stuff and then I'm going to crack it. Um, another thing is that there is a uh, YouTube video series that is by Wes Chatham and Ty Frank. So Wes Chatham plays Amos in Expanse, and Ty Frank is one of the two writers, as you know, of the books. You love Amos. He is and, he has become Amos in my mind when I read. Like, oh yeah, he's... and just wait till the next season <laughs> yeah. because it's like yeah, listen. And so, um, so anyway, they got became they became fast friends in the production of the show, right? And so they okay. decided to start doing a web series where <sighs> they are talking about each episode. And I decided oh, to I save to it until this. the. Yes, I decided to save it until the end to extend the joy a little bit because there's nothing so heartbreaking as the end of an expanse season. So anyway, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm ready to start them now, and they're like, they're infectiously, um, uh, uh, in sync. Right? They're joking with each other a lot, and I just see little clips and and even some written uh, interview stuff with them, and I really love it. And so anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, I have some gaming stuff on my plate. Uh, you know, I was trying to get a PlayStation 5 forever and I just kept 
failing and then I would get it in my cart and it would crash and then it would be out of stock and I did that like three or four times and then um, two weeks ago I got an alert that um, some were reinstocked at GameSpot for their GameStop for like the empty time and I mm-hmm. jumped I jumped in really quick and I had something in the cart and I just started button mashing and it actually went through it stalled for a long nice. time and then it went through and at the time I had had multiple browser windows open with multiple with different um, versions of the system in it, right? <laughs> so like because they were going they were going in and out of stock at different rates. So right. like by the time one one was out of stock and you're trying to get it, and then it says sorry your cart's empty, and you're like damn it, and then you go back to the next one and it's already out of stock, right? So mm-hmm. I had them all in sequence because I said the worst thing that could happen is I have to buy more than one and I could give it to someone else, right? Whatever. Right. Anyway, I had one window left open. At the time, that like three weeks later or four weeks later that this happened, I'm like, whoa, I was in a meeting, I did it, and it came through, and I'm like, what? And it said it was pre-order for late March, and then last weekend, or uh, last week on Friday, uh, I heard a thump out my front door, and I went out and looked, and out in the driveway over by my truck, like not even well up the drive, was oh, a box, and the UPS guy was taken off, and I'm like, wait. So I went and dragged the box in and checked it out, and it was there. So it came wow. four days after. Yeah. So I, I brought it sweet. in, and yeah, I brought it in, and I showed Mateo, and he, you know, he lost his mind because it, it's all about Miles Morales, right? So right. the one I got was the bundle that's the it's the it's the it's the drive enabled one that's with an I extra have. controller, right? And then the bundle was a two for it was Miles Morales, which I was always going to get for him. He had mm. played the first uh, Spider-Man game briefly, um, but but you know didn't really take because he doesn't like guns, and it was a lot of. Remember in the first Spider-Man game, yeah. one of the first encounters is traditional thugs and they've got handguns. And he was like, I don't want to be shot at. He didn't like it, right? Well, so since Spider-Verse <laughs> and everything, he got really excited about, I know, Chris, stop. Gambling, <laughs> violence, horror movies. It is what it is. He's oh, a babe kids. in the woods. Yeah. So anyway, since then, Spider-Verse and other things have made him really excited about Miles Morales. And so he's become his favorite character even before this game came out. And so now when I popped the box and gave it to him, he's just like, Oh my God. You know? So I just set it up for him and he played miles Morales straight for several days. Right. <laughs> um, and I barely got to touch it. In fact, I've not played anything on the PlayStation five myself with one exception. <laughs> so I, there's very li- there's very few, um, games out right now for the system. Mm-hmm. And I really love driving games, right? So, like, for me, my limited availability for game playing time, it's like, if I put a driving game in, that's great. Well, the only thing I could find that was in stock was WRC 9. You know, it's a rally car sim. And mm-hmm. it's way too, it's incredible, but it's so, you know, I'm just constantly just hurling off a cliff or banging into things <laughs> I can't. It's too sensitive, right? <laughs> and one of the things that's fun about the PlayStation 5 is that the controller now has, not only does it have those, the vibrations that they did for the PS4, but now it has a speaker system in it. So not only does it make individual and unique types of vibrations and motions in it, um, and all these little motors it has, but also it has little speakers that make sounds like... So in the rally game, you're banging against the walls or the, or the barricades or you're going off the cliff and it's going, you know, in your hand. Uh, <laughs> you hear, the, you hear the glass breaking and, it, and you hear it down, even though the speakers forward are giving you the sounds of the game, right? So <laughs> I found that fascinating but not super fun because it's too it's like it's like going into gran turismo but wanting arcade and you get well i got i can't shift and i'm fucked you know so there's yeah. um there's a, a free game right now called 
Demolition All Stars or All Star? I saw that it's. I haven't it's got free. it yet. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's arcadey. Like it okay, is. Good. Yeah. It's and on it's, my weekend uh, download list. Yeah, it's. I played it this morning. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's it's multiplayer. You don't have to play it multiplayer. Uh, yeah. But it's it's meant to be a multiplayer game. Right. 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 Another another one of the games that came in my bundle. So the bundle two pack was Miles Morales, and also it's like the Souls of Fuck You or whatever it is. It's that medieval one uh, that's all Demon dark. Souls, don't do yeah. that. I don't can't. That. It's, it's sealed, but I don't know what I could do with it. Uh, GameStop, um, in 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 true form, you know, jumped in and said, "Hey, by the way, you could sell it back to us for thirty bucks." And I'm like, "I oh, mean, the game I didn't <laughs> even want that I had to get in the bundle." For sixty yeah. bucks, and you you want thirty bucks, but I might send it back just because I don't see there's a place in my, I yeah. don't see a place for that for me. No, it's dark and gruesome and whatever, and I don't I don't know. I mean, you could put you could put Ghost of Tsushima in it, in you yes. know, yeah. So, Ghost, so 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 I, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I always put an S on that for some reason. I have no <laughs> idea why. I know. Me too. So the other thing I got was the new Sackboy because I'm trying to reintroduce nice. that to mm-hmm. my kids. Good. Doris and I used Those to play really the original Sackboys. Uh, on the PS2, was it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we yeah. loved it, and I love the conceit of the materiality and everything of that world. And yeah. so, P- and we showed like a remastered one or like a new one to the kids a couple years ago, and they just were not. It was, it, too, just, scary. It was too early for them. No, yeah, thanks, dude. <laughs> it just it was just not. They didn't quite get engaged to it. Um, but with that new one, I'm really excited about. Hopefully, it this looks is, really cool. Yeah, and Mateo's at the age now where he's he's more willing to invest in that, and he likes multiplayer stuff that I can play with him. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that. Cool. Um, now, the other thing, though, uh, uh, Mike, is that there's this whole process by which you can bring your stuff over from the PS4, right? So I had an mm-hmm. external drive, yep. And so I did the thing where I pushed the I pushed the game save data that was on the PS4's internal to the cloud mm-hmm. and then back down. And then I decoupled the external where all the games were saved, and I brought that over to the PS5 and plugged it in. Okay. I did everything the way they said, but I saw a bunch of notifications that came up that said, this can't be installed, this can't be installed. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's because that yeah. I don't have the discs in yet, or if it's some stuff's not compatible. I can't figure some, out what's going on. Some stuff is discs. Some stuff is discs. I, I, something screwed up in my transfer, so I had to do everything manually. So. And I don't mind that. I just don't know if any of those games are not compatible with the PS5. Some, and I heard there were some. some. Aren't. There are some, but probably nothing like that you're really going to miss. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. You just need to put um, the discs in. Oh, okay. what I've heard. Yeah. All right. That's good. Because, you know, Mateo's been playing a lot of stuff on the PS4 that if, if I couldn't transfer it over, he's just going to... He's going to insist the PS4 stays plugged in. And the whole point was... <laughs> It broke. I don't want it there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like I really want to do Ghost of Tsushima, and I wouldn't even care if I had to start over and the game save stuff didn't work because I just want to live yeah. that experience again. That was without that all was my a polygons. Game. Right. I mean, so and this is amazing because this is this is a skin, right? Because right. there is fundamentally nothing different from Ghost of Tsushima and Assassin's right. Creed. <laughs> fundamentally, right. they're the same goddamn game. But something about Ghost of Tsushima just drew me in and had me tight, whereas right. I just I'm not I'm not there for the for the other ones. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair. I mean, but well, and you got to you got to like samurai stuff. Well, yeah, yeah you got to like guess. samurai stuff to get into it. I've talked to people I, who don't have any interest in it because like oh, yeah, I just don't sure. I don't like samurai yeah. stuff. You know, yeah, I don't know. So I want to do that and I want to do cyberpunk properly on the 
PS5, yeah. um, just so that because again those polygon breaks were were yep. taking me out of it, so I wasn't mm-hmm. even enjoying what I was doing. Right. So I got some, that to look forward there's to. There's some hella loads too, and I can't imagine some of those loads on a PS4 because yeah, I can. Some, <laughs> I, sorry, sorry, well, I'm not trying to be a dick. Well, and, I, and I'm convinced I shouldn't yeah. even bother with something like Destiny because I don't have the multiplayer group to do it the way you've taught me deeply that this is how you play Destiny. But I was going to ask Chris if you thought it was worth me exploring for the first time any of that Fallout stuff. Because you've oh, talked about that for years, like and I've never up. played any of them. Yeah. I absolutely oh, think you would, yeah. Um, yeah. I think you would really like Outer Worlds, too. I think Outer Worlds was fun. Really uh, I have that. You can borrow it if you want it. Is that um, is that one of the Fallout games, or is that a different game? No, it's it's, well, it's a whole thing. But yeah, the, the creators that did Fallout New Vegas um, oh, okay. did this game. And so it's got a lot of the same kind of basic mechanics as fallout new vegas but it's very like pulpy science fiction okay and yeah it is silly i think you'd enjoy it it's a good game yeah i liked it it's got a lot of humor in it um a lot of corporation humor type stuff for a science fiction standpoint but yeah i Uh, think you'd like fallout um but i i'm not even sure which game to recommend first probably not 76 or I like 76. I like 76 fine too, actually. <laughs> that was the one that, I, I think when I looked at them, really it seemed cool the best. Looking. It's got all yeah, sorts of yeah. cool cryptids and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm I like in, 76. I'm in 76, so if you need someone to help, I can always jump in and help you. If, okay. and if I was also, playing with other people, I would be in 76 more too. So Yeah, I'm. Yeah. if you guys want to set up a time to play 76, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, all and, three of us could get together. That'd be fun. And Destiny's free. If you want to give it a shot, I'm willing to help you play that game. Like I love that game. So I you have... love boat anchors, do you? You wanna be you wanna drag a boat anchor through destiny? <laughs> aim up, aim up, aim down, aim down. Why are you wanting to the wall? It's like the office thing, right? That's... Where he's in the wall, in the corner of the wall, and you're like, What are you doing? That's like you know what I'm talking about. Ho- my brother hopped on when I was playing my very first game of Red Dead Redemption two and he... Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, I would help you, but I don't know what in the hell you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go somewhere and I'll come back once you figure out how to walk. <laughs> you cannot skin her pelt. That's a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so I, oh, uh, I watch yeah. a, I watch a TikTok channel of, uh, it's a gamer girl. And she, she has these whole, these whole runs where she's just playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and killing the racists. <laughs> so, and it was just something gracious. She's like, Oh, is that true? <laughs> Nice. I well, that's it. unfortunate. It's just like, wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, also on the subject of like Cyberpunk, where I thought, oh, we give it a little breathing room to patch some holes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the games I got last year and a half ago or something, and I played like one night and stopped, and I thought, they need to do more with this, and I'll wait, and they have, is, um, uh, oh, God, now, what's the name? I've lost it. The space exploration one where they are oh, yeah. AI, gener- no AI generating no man's sky yeah. yeah yeah no man's sky I the conceit of it sounded so cool to me and then I put it in and I was like well but I've read that they put a lot into it since then and I thought if nothing else it might look good mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't get into it yeah I've heard I it's tried. it's good as like a meditative wandering yeah. around looking at cool yeah. things game but there's not much else there there if you want, if you want an old school kind of like space sim, Elite Dangerous, I think is either. So I couldn't do it. 
Chief I couldn't hell. do it. Okay. I tried. So on No Man's Sky, the one thing that pushed me off of it was that, as again, I'm a guy with very little free time for games. Was sure. like, yeah, it is funny. This seems how like much the game you're discussing that is... to play games when you have no time to play games. Yeah. Sure, but it's. <laughs> it, it, but if I get it in, if I get it in one night, it's still fun, right? But so like, true. The, the, there the is whole a thing lot is, of downtime in how... Elite Dangerous. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how much how much fun can you have in in done in one nights of gaming, and then you come back a month later? No Man's Sky. When I played it that first night, I was like, "Well, this seems engineered towards someone who's playing all day," and I can't be that person. Yeah. Elite Dangerous, <laughs> I got because I really wanted a flight sim. I got it yeah. after one of the seasons of Expanse. I'm like, I can't. I have yeah. to play. I have yeah. to do this. Yeah. And I bought it with the thunder with the whatever it is, the thunder stick. Oh, with the, really? With the flight controller. Yeah, and I jumped in, and I got to tell you again, it was maybe it's a one night problem, but I couldn't for the life of me target the planet. So I was like, whip, and I would come out of warp or whatever it is, and I would just be <laughs> oh, like way off. Of, that, I would, yeah, I would be, I'd be one of those yeah. rock hoppers. I would slingshot around the gravity well, and I, and I'm off somewhere else, and I couldn't control <laughs> it. And I was like, for fuck's sake! So, so I ended up selling it. I gave it that. away. They fixed <clears throat> oh. that. They've added nav modules to every ship. They use uh, okay. auto. Auto dock, it makes okay. it way easier. Could have used that. And, and and then the last thing is, you know, I got Mateo with the with the PlayStation VR kit at Christmas time. I got him Star Wars Squadrons, and he played it one night, and he got a little overwhelmed. He liked it, but he prefers Iron Man and yeah. uh, Fruit Ninja and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But like, and he he played Iron Man long enough that he's just like whacking drones out of the sky and doing all this cool stuff. And yep. Pepper, shut up, Pepper, I'm busy and whatever. And I'm like, okay, dude. I, I love the Iron Man game. It's so yeah. good, dude. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I think I even Chris, I think I might have sent you a couple of clips. Like I walked out, yeah, I was in meetings. And I came back in and he's like in the plane and Pepper's sitting on the chair next to him and she's yeah. like, well, this is what we're gonna do. And I'm like, I could just go back to your deep fakes, right? Like I'm like, I just sit in this part of the game for a while, but then the crack could happen. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. sucked out. Um, but anyway, I would like to try squadrons, even though I'm pretty sure it'll make me nauseous and I'll vomit upwards or something. Yeah. Uh, the, but I'd like to try it. The thing I learned playing squadrons is that I'd be a dead rebel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a great TIE fighter pilot. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Was I getting my ass handed to me in that game? I'm like, whoo. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I thought it was a good pilot. And like some kid comes by sliding, shooting like gink, 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 and I was like exploding I'm like, how the fuck did you make your TIE fighter do that? Right. It, it is absolutely astounding how good those kids are um, yeah. at what they do. And and like when I get into those even like in Battlefront Sims for the yeah. flight stuff, I'm like I'm mm-hmm. like that jackass in the Star Wars Resistance cartoon where he's like, What am I doing? You know, like whatever you can't control the thing. <laughs> Anyway, okay. So, what about our uh, rum field recommendations for this evening, Chris? You, I've already written down for you lower decks and dead man's bones because you <clears> mentioned <throat> them. Do you have man's, anything else oh, that you want to recommend? Oh, dead man's bones. Um, y- yes, possibly, but my brain just. Oh, yes, yes. It's a book. I was like, I know I had something, but I don't remember what it was now. Uh, it's a book called Punk Town. It's a book, is and the it is book you a gave me, by collection way. of what's that? You gave me a book called It's a Book many years it's ago. It's a book. It's a book. Yeah. Right. It's a book. I do remember that, actually. Uh, Punk Town is a series of short stories by Jeffrey Thomas, and it is a really interesting 
collection of stories that all take place in a place called Paxton and everybody calls it punk town. And there are all of these different alien races that all live in this same city. And it's got a very Blade Runner feel to it in some of the stories and other ones. There's like this weird tumor that's growing on somebody's neck. That's like this orb thing. And there's weird synths being grown in vats. I love it. It's a super cool little collection of comics or of short stories. Um, it's on uh, Kindle Unlimited. If either of you guys have that, um, but I Punk Town sounds like a, a Brand X knockoff of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that would be take advantage of the hype and they'd it's, introduce it's, it. It would be nine ninety nine at like uh, Circuit City. Yeah, I think it came you out know? like like a few years before that, but yeah, it's, yeah, it does totally have that same vibe. I I initially didn't find myself interested in it until I started reading it a little more and I was like, "Oh, this is friggin' excellent." So we we signed up for Kindle Unlimited because my wife she's got her vision problems now and she can't read regular books. Mm. And, like, even large print books aren't large enough print. And so we signed up for this because there's so many books that you can download. You can make the font big enough that she, I can read it from across the room for her. Um, But I've loved the service. Like, I have read so many books through Kindle Unlimited now where I'm just like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll try it out for a few days. And it's, you run into a lot of, like, awful awful stuff but you don't feel guilty about reading three pages and then being like well on to the next book and i've always had that problem like even as a kid growing up if i started a book i'd have to finish it and with this it's kind of nice to be like all right i didn't pay anything more for this if i stop reading it right now (laughs) that's cool yeah yeah, but yeah, Punk I mean, Town sounds like a great resource. Awesome. I think I, I actually think both of you guys would really like that collection right. of stories. Nice. Thank you. Mr. Mike. Um so I'm reading Pratchett right now, so nice. uh, I can't I can't really recommend. so I'm I'm really early. So I read all the guard stuff and then yeah. some of the witches stuff, and now I'm just like fuck it, I'll go back to the beginning and read it straight through. And I'm in the I'm in the early books and the early <laughs> books. They're still Pratchett, so they're still freaking uh, amazing, but they're they're not as good. Oh like, boy! I, so yeah, I've yeah. been told so many times I would love Terry Pratchett, and so I found uh, Color of Magic at a store one day, and I'm like, I'll read that book, Mm-mm. and I tried it so many times to like it's, it. Yeah, it's... and yeah, it wasn't until I'd read like twelve other Pratchett books of his later stuff yeah. and went back that I actually appreciated it because I was yeah. like, if <laughs> if I hadn't read the guard stuff first, mm-hmm. Color of Magic would not have been a good introduction. Yes, <laughs> so. yeah. So I it was Color of Magic, and then I tried reading Pyramids, which oh, was yeah. totally uh, off from that. Yeah, and then finally I picked up Guards, Guards, and one of the others. And I was like, oh, okay. Now yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, guards, 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 guards was my first book, and because nice. because I'm getting curated, I'm getting curated by Ruby, who oh, is yeah, like Ruby's met Pratchett, and oh she, nice, yeah, she's she loves him. That's uh, awesome. So Mort, okay, so Mort was this the other one that I Mort read Mort's this. great. Oh, so I good. loved Mort so much. <laughs> um, it so, might be a perfect book. <laughs> so my book, so I can't, yeah, so I can't really recommend that. You sound like books that. They sound like fake book names, by the way, guys. 
I know. As, you know, as someone who doesn't read Pratchett, I'm like, are you guys bullshitting me this entire time? No, no, these are all great. They're yeah. all, they're all, all the names. It sounds like a Tina. It sounds like a Tina Fey exercise, right? Like you're like. Yeah, this, <laughs> this one's called uh, Sorcery. Is the one I'm reading right now. S O U R C E R Y. Yeah. So, and I can't really, I can't really recommend what I'm watching. So I'm just gonna recommend some comics that are uh, that are out. Um, so I'm gonna give you new stuff. I'm gonna give you. Um, All right. All right. Mainstream and then semi main and then offshoot. So, number one, uh, Eternals number one by Kieran Gillian. Uh, Kieran Gillian is right now my favorite comic book writer. Right on. He wrote The Wicked and the Dead. He wrote Mm -hmm. um, Phonogram. He's writing Once in Future, which is hands down an awesome Authorian story. Um, Nice. I, I know I've mentioned it before, so I don't want to say that's my recommendation. But mm-hmm. the, the deal with that is that it's the, the phrase is in Albion's when Albion is in its greatest need, uh, the once and future king will return. Mm-hmm. Arthur will return, and the conceit is what if what if the way we've been interpreting that is the wrong way, and it's when he comes back, we're in deep shit. Oh, <laughs> interesting. So, so oh, I like that. Yeah, so the Lich King Arthur has risen from the grave and it's it's dealing with yeah. that. It's Ooh. That's amazing. So That's cool. So he is taking that kind of energy and funneling it into the Eternals which is like these are Eternals is deep cut in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And right. I don't I don't like the Eternals. Me either. I yeah. Never yeah. like the Eternals. <laughs> and this book is kind of awesome. <laughs> okay. Like, it's a really cool story, and it's making reference to all the other Eternal stories that have come before this. Right on. It's saying, look, what happens is we're Eternal because we get reset all the fucking time. So right. all those other stories are us, and then we get reset, and we're here now. And That's it's a sort cool. of the Ragnarok thing, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And check out hmm. this art. Like, it's... Oh wow, that's it's great! Just, it's just a good looking book. Yeah, um, who's doing the art? Uh, that is Assad Rubik. Ru- Ru- oh, Rubik! Rubic- yeah, I thought maybe. Great. Yeah, yeah I mean, did the God the damn, four dude. series too that I really liked. That's just so yeah, it's that's so clean. good. Um, and of course, it's following Icarus. Uh, so it, you know, keep that in mind. If Eternals really isn't your bag, mm-hmm. probably not going to work for you, but. It's it's got a really cool it's got a really good start um, nice. and it'll be on unlimited in the next five months so give it a shot yeah great all right so uh, that's my mainstream my off mainstream is an image comic called Tartarus by Johnny uh-huh. Christmas um, Afrocent Afro futurism right um, uh, it's just I, I can't even explain the series it is so fucking weird but good and. Huh. The art is just really cool. Just oh, yeah. Kind of got these nice heavy metal kind of flowing colors. And, it does. Yeah, the palette's amazing on that. And the back of every issue is a fucking tarot card. Nice. And wow. the tarot card is actually has reference in the in the book. Like, it makes sense. Oh, that's um, cool. It's really so who's good. The, it looks to me like someone that I know, but I'm wondering who's doing Jack, the art Jack, Jack T. Cole is the artist. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, cool. All right, and last is a independent, uh, and it's a new independent, and I highly recommend checking out their stuff. It's an aftershock 
comic. Aftershock uh-huh. is is go look at their site. They have lots of really cool stuff, and it's called Scouts mm-hmm. Honor. This mm-hmm. is a post-apocalyptic world, and it's a society that is revering the Scouts, and they can't use Boy Scouts, but it's basically the Boy Scouts. Interesting. And the best, like, the Scouts are trained to be survivalists, and they run this codex of this guy who is the professor, and uh, the, the best of them who gets, like, a reward, and they get merit badges for, like, makeshift grenades and shit like it is it's right. like it's like apocalypse red, red survival dawn. shit <laughs> yeah. uh, and the best the best one of the boy scouts is a girl nice who's masquerading as a boy because right it's on because it's a horribly misogynistic uh future right <laughs> um and the the issue is about her kind of doing what needs to be done and then finding something that upends her belief and the beliefs of her entire culture. And Hmm. it's just like, oh, I cannot wait to see where this fucking book goes. This is awesome. Interesting. Um, Really good. Uh, I don't know how to get that other than just go into Aftershock and grabbing them. Uh, I don't know if they do any streaming services or anything like that. Hmm. But really, really cool book. I remember comics. Yeah. That's so weird. Um, so I just I just yeah. sent Chris a bunch of comics that I that you did gave me and yeah I was like, a mystery box of comics in the mail. Ooh, that is. <laughs> I was like I I don't know what these are. Are they Thomas guides? I mean, like what's happening? I don't know. Instruction manuals to blenders. I just like to send it off. Um. All right. Well. Okay. So I have a few things here. Some of which are not surprising. I'm going to recommend highly that people who watch The Expanse, who are ready for but haven't started please get on season five as soon as you can because you owe it to yourself do uh, the want. highest per- huh it's a do what i want <laughs> do what i want uh production you know the production money is the highest it's it's extremely well realized based on its source material it does some interesting things but also does some contextually very interesting things based on current events that they had to deal with uh also is, another one that hmm? is bob bobby's in it right oh yeah I love Bobby so much, and I love <laughs> the too. actress they chose to play Bobby. She mm-hmm. is Frankie Adams. Perfect. She is yep. also super gorgeous. She's super I amazing. love New Ze- I love New Zealand, and I actually I do follow her on Instagram. I'm not afraid to admit it that I just <laughs> I it, it's just like I I between the photos that she posts and just the kind of low key lifestyle she seems to have a lot of that time. I'm just like oh I feel like she seems really relatable, even though who knows right. But right, right. To, pretend, to pretend like I know her. Um, that's super. That's super lame and pandemic-y. Um, so another thing that is uh, old news to most, but I'm catching up on my eternal queue, and I hope we get a chance to talk about this for those who are interested later. But I finished Raised by Wolves. Mm. Okay. Recently. I am only five episodes in, and I fell off, and I don't yeah. know why. I only well, watched the first episode and I haven't seen any of the rest and I okay. don't know why. <laughs> it has it has a lot I mean there's ups and downs it's it's heavily flawed but I think it's worth um completing just because they're putting so much energy into it and I don't yeah. want to say because it's Ridley Scott Productions and I don't want to say like oh well I like watch I liked watching Prometheus because of all the production and everything went into it even though it made no sense and it was shitty but like this makes some really strong moves 
Jen. look at like <laughs> like look at in the first episode where the where the where the mother and father are in you know streamlined awkward silver bodysuits and yeah. they're even wearing metal herlant helmets and you're yeah. like okay i get i immediately get what's happening here is this is heavy yeah. metal um like when she goes into her war form yeah beautiful uh so so as it goes there's a lot more heavy metal to come yeah um and i think it'll be interesting to talk if you if you finish it it'll be interesting to talk about it i was absolutely convinced that it would not be renewed um yeah. it fell it fell off in in a way in terms of the direction it went there's a point where blake was so outraged by it that he 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 was telling me not to watch it and then i watched it anyway so i really <laughs> want to hear from his perspective what specific thing they did it was that turned him off that he was like it's so egregious that they did this in the plot that i can't handle this show and i'm wondering what it was because they made a lot I of mean, choices blake isn't long but he does he does have that that hate switch that he switches pretty handily occasionally and, and he does <laughs> and, and he does and i'd like to and, and he's very um he's very vocal about it when when you put when you pin him down he'll tell you what it is and i like that yeah. he's not just feeling his way out of it like oh, i just don't like it he'll tell you yeah it's so always I'm... pretty good reasons and i'm just curious yeah. what it was that triggered him so I'm at I'm at the warm rock bit. If yeah. that, that that's where I am. And uh-huh. I don't know, something about that episode just made me like, Yeah, I'll get back to this. I don't yeah, know what it was. Well, so you've already <laughs> yeah. seen enough so at that point you've already seen the back half of what I'm saying is very heavy metal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That we've got we've got we've got we've got space priests and shit. I mean, yeah, it's like, like the paladin armor with the it <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, so good. Yeah. It looks it's so Warhammer. Good. It's Warhammer without the without the armors. You know, like it's it's very yes, yes. What I see your right, hand waving. The, the the spurring the the talking about armor uh, totally keyed up. And you and I have talked about this, but also a recommendation because I got Ruby to watch it recently. Underwater. If you haven't seen Underwater, okay. that's great. Go watch it. Really underrated. Yep. Loved yep. It. I have it queued. Yeah. I have it in my queue here. I already have it. I just haven't watched it it's... yet. I'm looking forward to it. And I think I think you you specifically when they show you the armor, like the yeah. underwater oh, armor I've... they wear. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no. my god, dude. <laughs> it's great. I saw some I saw some screen caps of some production stills and I'm like, yeah. it's I was like, uh did I felt okay, hubris is here but i was like hello it looked like it was a physical yeah. manifestation of things i drew the yeah sockets, the sockets yep. the sockets the, and the shoulder the, plating oh yeah mm-hmm. man there's there's a there's a third rail logo at some point i'm not even kidding there is somewhere and i'm like well sorry but it's, that's it's sort of yeah yeah, yeah. sorry that's also a recommendation for those of you who who skip yeah. it because you don't like that girl from twilight that dude, girl I, can act i love Just, her I, yeah, I do too. too. I, like, oh my gosh, dude! Ever since I saw that Joan Jett biopic, I'm like, yeah. "Holy shit, honey, you are!" Yeah, she was really is... great on that like one episode of Saturday Night Live too. I yeah, was like, oh "Okay, God. all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in. super gay." <laughs> <laughs> I lo- yeah, no, totally. she was great. I, I, uh, Ruby, Ruby is the one who got me to come around on her. She's Ruby's like, "No, you're wrong." You need uh-huh. to actually watch or do something else. I and was then, the exact same way, yeah. And then I she got has... her to come around on Robert Pattinson because, like, no, that dude, oh, that dude's he's good. great too. Yeah, yeah, you need to go watch yeah. him do some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, ahead, she's Tom. she's got a film. She's got a film that was out or is coming out or whatever, and it was literally about coming out. Like, do you see that one that was in production where it's her and Mackenzie oh, Davis and it's, it's Mackenzie really... Davis and a few others? Yeah. It's. I wish it. Uh... 
It also has Aubrey Plaza, who... Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I wish... Uh, it is a... It is... It would be great in the 90s. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, mean, I liked it. I Ruby watched it, and then we watched it together. Um, and it's it's nice that it's happening, and there's representation of that finally. But yeah. it it feels like it's it just it doesn't feel like it's where we are or should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I hear I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know how you're always um, you're always like we're gonna we're gonna talk about a thing, and then you're like this was happening a lot with. Um, Whatever, gosh, whatever it was, we were just keyed up on before Wandavision. Oh, it yeah. was Mandalorian, and we were like, "Let's talk yeah. Mandalorian." You're like, "I can't because I got to watch it with Ruby, and I'm waiting for this and yeah. this." And you're being very good about it. And yeah. I recently found out that my wife, on one of my camping trips, she went and watched that timey wimey Adam Sandler Groundhog Day movie with the mother from How I Met Your Mother in it. And I was like, "You didn't wait for me? Do you know the one I'm talking about?" <laughs> Adam Does Sandler anybody know and, and Colby? Am I, and Colby, Sm- Colby not, Sm- no, Sm- not no. That she's the auntie. I'm talking uh, about. Well, well, yeah, but yeah. um. So Adam Sandler, I'm I'm just pulling this out of my memory. I'm not at all using the Googles. Um, here's his filmography. I'll tell you which one it is. It's called. Uh, Water boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, good lord, where is it? Isn't it Adam Sandler? I don't have a clue. No, no, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, it's Palm Springs. It's yeah. Andy Samberg. Oh, Andy Samberg. Oh, that's okay. what it is. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, yes. No, that's totally in my queue. That is totally in my queue. Yeah. I keep meaning to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I couldn't him. believe that she. And, and at first I was like, are you kidding me? You watched that without me? And because I, have, I have so much on my queue that I can't watch with you because I'm interested uh-huh. and you're not. So why would you watch one that we could have actually both seen? And then I realized she didn't know what she was getting into. She was uh-huh. she was a target of the marketing that they intended, which is she thought it was going to be a romantic comedy, and then uh-huh. was like, "What?" <laughs> so then again, she also fell asleep during it. So I asked her, just like I did on um, on Hail Caesar, I asked her to f- tell me how the movie ended, and she told me something that made no sense whatsoever. So she fell asleep. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So I have two more things. Um, okay. One of which is um, there's a new show. Um, I think it's Mike Shore who's the producer, and it's written by Tina Fey. It's called Mr. Mayor, and I've it's Ted Danson's first role after mm-hmm. The Good Place. The Good Place, I never caught on. I like watched the first few episodes and didn't like it, and then I found out it was amazing later, and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. So now that's in the queue with her to watch, but Mr. Mayor, being it from L.A., as I am, yeah. being having to deal with the bureaucracy of cities in my professional life, which I do, and loving everyone in this cast, um, holy crap, and it's full tilt Tina Fey style. It's like 30 Rock and it's more 30 Rock than it is um uh it's more thir- well than Parks and Rec. Yeah. That's yeah, it's Fey half and half. Really. Yeah, yeah, but it's half and half, right? It's yeah. um but it's so good and it's it's the what I love the most, which is it's rapid fire and you do yeah. not and Ted Danson did an interview when he was talking about it. he's like I'm in my 70s and I have to be like I was you know, pretty used in my career to he's like compare with cheers where I was like, I had to have pacing and stuff. So I would eat a peanut, you know, after the joke, waiting for the audience to laugh. And then I would do a thing. I'd make, give a line and then I would wipe the bar, give a line, eat the peanut. And he's like, and here I don't have time to do anything. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, I have to go back and watch it with my kids. 
and or whatever, watch it and then say, oh, I get it. That's funny. Yeah. Because it's going so fast for him. And I think it's so good. I, and I Bobby, wish... Monian, Bobby Monian oh, is the secret weapon in that. Bobby in that Monian's show. really good. Yeah, his... He just his background shit is so funny, and I was I was kind of eh on it until Holly Hunter showed up, and the yes. second I was like, oh, and I don't like Holly a, Hunter. We needed a foil, so yes. you don't like Holly Hunter. Uh, I okay. don't like Holly Hunter, but personally, okay. but 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 I love what she's doing in the show. And Chris, did you you haven't seen it, right? No, I have not. Okay, it's um, but the 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 conceit is that uh, Ted Danson is an underqualified new mayor of Los Angeles and uh, it's based in reality that there's such a low turnout in the mayoral race in LA that you know the person who wins is still getting an extremely abysmal number of votes because no one's no one's voting so his deal is he he got you know 43% of the vote but only 12,000 people voted right so it's like he he got he he became mayor because of the vote of 8% of the population that's right that's right and it's like (laughs) His deal was like he did it because you know there was like he had some, like 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 his daughter said, "Get off your ass! You're retired and you're you're being a, a slob eating eating Fritos or whatever." And then he saw that on the news <laughs> that there was a mayoral race. He's like, "I'll oh, just do that," you know. To the prove previous wrong. mayor, the previous mayor got broken by 2020. Like yes, <laughs> like he was in the middle of a news conference where he's like, "I'm really sorry that the lightning calls that earthquake that," and he just yes, bounding things off. That's just, right. It, and then that's it, right. it comes up and goes, um, the murder hornets are back. They're not <laughs> yeah, hornets. Right. <laughs> they're, they're miniature fighter craft from North Korea. And he's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. That's right. That's right. I quit. It, I quit. It has, it has that me. kind of t- <laughs> Tina Fey absurdity that I love so yeah. much. Um, and anyway, it's, but then it, it, it spins into these other, and so the thing about Holly Hunter's character is that she's this activist, rabid activist, um, city council member that's going to go after him and she hates everything about him because she spent her whole life uh, believing in government. And she's kind of like the dark Leslie, Leslie Nope, you know, like she's just like, you know, um, you know, uh, rides her bike to work and is yeah. uh, whole weedy. And she's just really rabid about everything. And she's so offended by Ted Danson's character, just waltzing in and being very rich as well. And he, it's the first sign that he's not just an idiot, that he's actually, he's just doesn't give a shit. And then it's the first time you realize that actually he knows what he's doing is he figures out how to neuter her by embracing her. That she's going to be his foil. She's going to make things so difficult for him because she's so angry that he's where he's at and that's what she wants to be. So he realizes, aha, so he makes her his deputy. So now he pulled her out of the city council so she can't actually do anything. And she's going to sit there thinking that she's just going to, you know be there and when he burns she'll take over and this is her chance but what he's really doing is he's keeping his enemy so close that she can't actually undermine him the way she th- she had planned to and then of course it sets up a foil that's really great anyway really worth checking out and really worth spending spending some time with it and focusing it's definitely not a turn it on and do other things while you're watching it yeah right okay right. and then the last thing i've got is uh, and again this is old i cannot believe it took me so long to get to this on my queue Umbrella Academy. I still haven't seen that either. I just finished season one, and I can't tell you. I, I mean, if Expanse was more exciting for me week to week, getting back to Umbrella Academy to catch up on another episode, watching one a one a night or two a night, was almost as enjoyable. It's not perfect by any acting. stretch. It's limited in some of its uh, its effects budgets and stuff, but 
the whimsy, but the weirdness, it's like, I feel like it's capturing things that Doom Patrol was trying to do that I wanted more of, um, but more cohesively. And it's very simply, obviously, it's the X-Men inverted. It's like an upside-down mm. X-Men story. But fuck it, A, it's great. And it's especially interesting because it star its biggest star at the time, Ellen Page, now Elliot Page. It's really interesting to watch one of these roles that that actor was investing in in the years right before coming out and making major changes in, in her persona and, and how she sees herself and, and expressing is, that in her career. His is, himself in his... I'm thinking about it in terms of yep, I got where you. they were at the time of the filming, right? Yeah, it's yeah, still Ellen Page, but you know at this point Ellen Page wants to be Elliot Page and, and is going to embrace that and it's going to change. I am loving how um, non-gender specific she's playing she at the time is playing that character in this story does yeah. an incredible job i think it's so subdued and you're and you're like yeah it's jean gray i get it but at the same time there's differences to the from the standard tropes of what this oh, is yeah and i i'm just i'm just enjoying the hell out of it and all of the nuance pogo and pogo and so many Pogo's things great. about the choices made in that and the actors yeah. are just so good they are they are so and yeah so klaus like at the beginning i hated klaus but by the end yeah. Klaus is my favorite. Like, yeah, Klaus is just he, so good. I wrote down in my notes that this was the um, this was the proto Flash, right? What's his name from uh, Snyder, the Snyderverse the guy that plays the Flash? Who's okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like it seemed like this is what he was trying for, both in real life and in and on film, and was not getting yeah. it. But yeah. Klaus is so unapologetically that performance is so unapologetic, and what yeah. and it's rad. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. I know that it doesn't make it past the second season, and I know that it's not perfect, and that frustrates me. But man, I have loved the hell out of it. Well, I mean, there are three Hazel there are and three comics, so yeah. we they've could... confirmed that they're doing a third season. I mean, did and they? The third... Yeah, yeah, Good. they oh, um, they so... tweeted out that they were they were excited to work with Elliot when they came back oh, for that's the next season. So, so awesome! Great, I'm so happy to hear that. Good. Uh, I mean, Hazel and Cha Cha. And... Hazel, oh, so is good. Just... Hazel is amazing, right? That that yeah. actor is just amazing, and I keep looking him up, thinking I know him from something, and I don't think I know him from anything. But I feel like he I've was, known him. You you've seen him. He was a tech in something like a bit part, but like he's all like it's hard. The dude's massive. It's hard to miss right. him in something. But he didn't play this kind of aggressive character. He's uh, everything I've seen him in. He's been very passive and kind of in the background uh, of things. Hmm. So and you've seen him in passing? At yeah. the end of season one, at least, they still haven't explained why Hazel and Cha-Cha are as resilient as they are. Yeah. But I have just really enjoyed the fact that with all that the Umbrella Academy was trained to do, they can't hold, you know, they can barely deal with these guys. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's, well, anyway, so yeah. it's similar, but if you like it, read the comics. I well, mean, so, Gerard, Gerard Way's good. He does a good job. Yeah, I mean, years and years and years ago, when I was first um, dipping my foot into taking uh, Third Rail more seriously, so we're talking mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. 03, right? Um, someone I knew in the small press world was working with them before they did this, and as they were transitioning to this. Nice. And he told me they were like, these guys are going to be, just wait, these guys are going to be... Yeah something right and 
I have an issue of Umbrella Academy somewhere, but I swear to God, I never opened it. And I don't know why. Don't know what it was. Just like a circumstance thing. I just never sure. did. But I know for a fact that this is my this is my jam. So yeah. now I'm looking forward to reading the comics as well. Yeah. So. So we'll talk about it more later. I hope. Um, I'll get cool. through the second season and hopefully we can talk about that some more. But anyway, highly recommended. Super fun. Agreed. Cannot get enough of it. It's Pogo Agreed. all day, every day. And listen, uh, sorry, uh, Luther on the moon in a Soviet suit, yeah. putting his trash in the trash can. I just couldn't even. That whole sequence, yeah. I was just like, what's happening? It's Wes Anderson does X-Men and I'm dying, right? Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. It, you remember when Mike Allred took over X-Men? Yeah, it almost <laughs> feels like like that in some I, respects. I think that's a great um a great that's a great reference. Yeah, it's it not so Wes Anderson y in the production where you have all the symmetry and the stylization and the colors and stuff, but it's a lot of the choices of what yeah. costuming and the kinds of things you see in the scenes. There's a but lot of quiet other... suffering. The quiet suffering, but there's a lot of really interesting, subtle production, or um, I should say, uh, choices in yeah. how it's presented that I really love. For example, when Hazel and Cha Cha have raided the mansion, the final act of that was that they cut the chandelier. The chandelier came down and crashed on Luther. Luther yeah. pushed it out of the way. There's no one that's strong enough or has the interest in repairing it, so it's there. And yeah. there's for the rest of the season, there are constant long shots from the mezzanine down on the the chandeliers, yeah. big big iron chandelier that's now on the floor in the center of the grand room, and then low shots from the main floor looking at it in this open space. It's it's like a big open um, atrium. Yeah. It's a symbol of the violation of that space and how it has irreparably been invaded and damaged, and it's so specific that they refer to that image over and yeah. over from different angles and i absolutely love it so. yeah agreed agreed and the music like the uh -huh. music in that show is very very on point so uh they the in the last episode of the, of the finale during the big battle with um with hazel uh, what he hasn't seen it oh oh okay well he doesn't know who we're I'm talking just, about i'm just trying to ignore all of it anyway so it's fine i see <laughs> What I'm getting at is they play a song that I dug up for uh, my daughter and been playing in the car. Um, uh -huh. First first to amuse her and then to drive her crazy. It's the Sunshine Lollipops song. And they're using yeah. it in that sequence. And it's like, I was like, well, there you go. See? Perfect. That's awesome. Well, well, uh, well curated. All right, guys. So that was nice. super cool. WandaVision. And um, hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, get another one of these in the can very soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming yeah, and talking about the things and all the other things. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. Awesome. So, Mike, I need so. you. I know I've been pressuring oh, yeah. you about this, but you need yeah. to write me some friggin' reviews because I, I do, have no comics so stuff in the next issue here. I suck. I'm the worst. <laughs> I suck. I've just been... Like, this yeah. whole time, I'm like, ah, oh, He's literally the perfect person to write the comic book stuff in this. Okay. You know what? And he's even doing it in our video. He's holding the comic book. I he's know. Encapsulating right? it perfectly. Like I had so giving you the guys pitch that said perfectly. they were going to write me comic book reviews, and none of them have turned anything in at all. All right. And all right. Then... Social commitment. 
I will put it on my calendar. <laughs> Social commitment. I'm committing to Tom. I'm committing to Chris. <laughs> I will do this thing. I've just been, I've been a little depressed and it's hard for me to write when I'm depressed. But I totally get that. I will, I'm socially committing. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Chris, uh, right. put a couple of your happy pills on a passenger pigeon and send them over to uh, the East Bay For, over here. And... I'm amazed the difference it's made, man. Like, amazed. Yeah. I've been more productive in the last three weeks than I was for the entire year of 2020. It's yeah. amazing the difference it made getting good. on that friggin' pill. It's I'm happy crazy. that that's working for you, man. That's yeah. great. That's good yeah. stuff. I, awesome. It's, well, and Lindsay's getting better too, which helps. Yeah, so no doubt. She's, yeah. They've, they've taken her off the labetalol, which was one of her blood pressure meds, mm-hmm. and apparently that was specifically causing the escalating weakness and um, exhaustion that she was experiencing. And it's an extremely rare, rare side effect of that particular medication. And they're like, it couldn't be this, but we've tried literally everything else. Let's try taking her off of it. And just like that, he heard eyesight's even gotten slightly better since then wow so, that's so exciting good, to hear good, good, i'm yeah. so happy to hear that so. me too well so we have in the pipeline um uh you know you're working on you've got you've released the second issue of tentacles and tabletops and tabletops you're and working on the yes. third tabletops and tentacles and tabletops <laughs> and in, i don't know we'll have to go back and listen to it but in some of the i've been writing doing ads for you on some of the previous episodes <laughs> And it'll be interesting to see. I could do a little tally of how many times I inverted that when I was describing it. Um, yeah, issue two's I, out. I just got the proof of the hardcover version, but I haven't gotten the softcover proofs of issue two yet. So three in the it, process. I pitched that it's a gothic romance novel, by the way, so I hope you don't disappoint Oh, it's close. Me. It's real accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I've been doing the, the, the Zine Quest Arama videos that I've been plugging away at that I've done... 19 of them in the last three days. It's unreal. <laughs> cow, man. <laughs> They're each like three minutes long, and it's literally just me sitting, like, looking at a, at a Kickstarter page and then talking about it. But, like, I've picked up uh, 27 new subscriptions, and I've had over 30 more people follow my Kickstarter. And I had one dude be like, hey, man, if you like the stuff, here's all of my earlier shit. And he sent me PDF, like $150 worth of PDFs through uh, email. Wow. I was like, oh, sweet. That that right there paid it off. <laughs> nice, man. That's so, great. So I'm that's picturing cool. you broadcast. I'm, I'm picturing you recording all of these back to back to back, and your hair is slowly coming down. It's getting poofier, its, actually. Its yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it, as the... As the as the videos progress, my hair gets poofier because I'll play with it, and then it breaks the hold on the hair gel, and <laughs> yeah. it just gets, like, fluffier. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's a dumb thing I decided to do, but I just, like, nothing else, like, no, nothing, nothing's getting traction. Like, I'm getting, like, 10 likes on Instagram pages and shit, and I was like, yeah, the thing with, thing with doing YouTube videos is that they're eternal. People will find those videos in three years, whereas something yep. on Twitter or Facebook once 24 hours is up, no one will ever see that post again. Yeah, so, right. so I well, think that's to, where I'm shifting. Yeah. And to that end, I mean, we've talked about how at some point we were thinking about doing a YouTube version of this podcast as many podcasts have done. So you can watch yeah. it as well as listen to it. And, you know, it may be that we, we do try to do that at some point, but we also have a, another project that we're trying to fold in this year, alternating when we're right. recording that we're doing, this robot kraken but that we're also trying to um 
you know, get the gears in motion to do some some uh, campaign runs on Posthuman. So I think yeah. that that's going to be fun if we can get those in the can and, and do it right and not be complete asses, or at least I will still be, but you might not be. I then think people will find us. That'll be fun for people to see. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll <laughs> be fun to get those out there, too. Yeah. Have you considered using TikTok any? Me? TikTok game? Uh, I have an account, and I've posted one video with a Muppet. <laughs> I mean, it's... No, I... I... I just my problem is is a lot of the stuff I'm doing right now is not really video. Yeah, yeah. So and no one wants to know. see you dance. That's the other problem. No, I mean that's the reason my my Instagram interaction has gone way down because I don't post enough videos over there, and they sure. put a shit ton of algorithmic force behind their reels and stuff over there. I oh, just that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently that's a big thing. And like they they track whether you use their filters or not too, and so like it's a big thing to like do your picture, put on a filter, and then lower it to like one percent so that it still tracks it as having used their filters because they uh, want you to use all of their tools that they're putting all this money into. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> but oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I've been I was playing around a little bit with the algorithms before I um before I kind of went into hibernation. Um, I had, you know, I often would post things to both the art account mm-hmm. and the podcast account and they would all, and I would use the same hashtags, basically the same content. And I would see very mm-hmm. similar, um, re, uh, very similar reactions, right? Number of mm-hmm. likes, whatever. And then there was one last month where I had just finished watching discovery one night and I was really into one of the actors on discovery and I posted a photo of that actress and i said you know this is my this this is my whole vibe right now and on same basic hashtags right nothing big deal and on the art account it was a 16 like post and on the podcast account it i think it 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 crested above 200 likes and in the grand scheme how that works at all it's so well i do i do so in the grand scheme of popular postings 200 likes is nothing but if you think about the proportions Right. If all the stuff in the last year is getting between 10 and, you know, on the on the genre stuff for me, 10 and 10 to 15 likes or something is Mm -hmm. pretty typical. Could be as low as five. In fact, Robot Kraken updates, Robot Kraken updates get like two likes. Right. It's like (laughs) you you guys don't even like them. So it's like, I mean, what can I tell you? But I'm never on Instagram. I don't even I use a different app to post to it. (laughs) No, I know. But. My point being that like the content is very low res- low um, interaction on the genre stuff, much more so than mm. my personal account. However, however, what I what I think it is, it's something about on the podcast side, something about when I posted that, it triggered the algorithm to decide to open the net because I have mm. it set up as professional accounts, so you can see the res- yeah. the reactions and the insights. And you could see the percentage of the reactions that are people that follow you versus not. And mm-hmm. in in my in the art account, it was like eighty percent reactions were all people that follow me, and there was very little even eyeballs outside of my own hmm. friend group. Whereas on the Robot Kraken one, it was eighty like percent total strangers, and they don't follow, and they didn't, and they found it through either the hashtag or. Instagram just gave it to them. So it unlocked the next tier of that algorithm saying, okay, now I'm going to shotgun this out to more people that would have an interest to this. Mm-hmm. And and it really hammered home how frustrating the algorithms are. Yeah. Because why the hell 
we already know Facebook was like this. Instagram's the same way. Of the of the all the people that follow Deeply Dapper, for example, only a fraction of them actually get your post. Not mm-hmm. just are they looking at the t- at the feed at the right time, but is it even going to show up? Right? Yeah. Small number. Yeah, exactly. They don't even get it. They don't even get it in their feed, let alone have the moment to have the eyeballs on the feed to see it. And that's what's so frustrating about that platform. Yeah. It's gonna. It's not going to get any better. But anyway, no. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing great. We're getting really excited about this platform called YouTube. And at some point, God knows, maybe we'll get a MySpace page going. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Need a face page. A face yep. page. All right. Have a, have a great evening, guys. <laughs>